Welcome, Highfalutin Ski Bum Podcast, episode number 218. It is your pals, Mario and Brian. Mario, what's up? Not much feeling uh, a little bit recharged this week. Feeling like the ski season is going to be uh, a great season and hoping people didn't forget about it. You know, I, I, can't, I think it can back, get back to its former glory. I've noticed this week there's been a lot of emails coming out from all the different ski companies, online shops, resorts. A lot of big news coming in too, which we're going to talk about in a little bit, of course. But yeah, it's starting to get that feeling in the air. It's getting darker a little sooner. It's getting a little cooler at night. We're we're pounding through this summer and it's almost over. And it's going to be a glorious fall and winter. We're staying oh, positive. Yeah. Starting to get some news about what's gonna, how it's gonna go down, and it's we're gonna make it work. It's gonna be all right. So thank you everybody for listening. We do appreciate it. Check us out, skibumpodcast.com. We're on the socials: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at skibumpodcast. Don't forget too, if you want some stickers, you got to get your helmet and your ski box and. Oh, those stickers are know, awesome, and you got new ones that you printed. Any right? sort of urinal you frequent. Needs to have yeah. stickers on it. Send us a DM on very fancy Italian restaurants in Lower Manhattan. You're welcome. Dang. Yeah, we got some cool new ones in, and of course we have the standard ones that we always send out. So yeah, if you want to hit us up, just keep on podcast at gmail.com or again, just DM us on Instagram or on your favorite podcasting app, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or on YouTube or on SoundCloud, sort of. And everywhere else, your favorite podcasts are found. And thank you, everyone, for supporting us and for reaching out. We've had some some cool emails and people hitting us up on, on PayPal monthly. It's it's been really cool. People buying merch. It's it's really a lot been of great awesome. people helping support us the way they can. Love yeah, it. and you know what's too, it's cool too is it gets us fired up to keep things going. That people are interested. That they're checking it out. They want to be part of it. They want to spread the love, and it, it means a lot. So we really do appreciate it. And if you also want to get a piece of swag, you can go to skibonepodcast.com slash shop. We're going to have new stuff coming in. I know I've been saying that for weeks and months, but God damn it, it's true. We're going to have some new stuff coming on the next few weeks, which should be pretty cool. Going with a, a, a very chill, simple design, but I think it looks awesome. You know, Mario, you and I were kind of going over the designs earlier this week. Chill, simple, simple and elegant. That's what we're going for, for this season. Hopefully you guys will like it too. I guess that's kind of all. Let's get into this. Mario, let's kick it off. It's time for Opray Today. Opray Today, I'm going back to an old favorite, Brian. I tell you what, there's something about something about a nice... What do we have? This is a Telluride drink. I always think of that Telluride for this. That, this is... this is. I'd never had one of those before Telluride, yeah. I had, but I forgot about it. It's one of those things that you you can forget about things. So tell you, Rod, you're thinking, what is it? What do, what are you thinking? I have based Moscow on Mule. Of course, nice fancy uh, cup. Fancy cup. Got the nice copper cup. Shout watch. out to our buddy Tom, who was the one who who reintroduced the Moscow Mule to the game, at least for us. Yeah, because I don't know, just for some reason, Moscow Mule was not. Not not on my mind, you know. It could have been a Montrose mule. Montrose mule, yeah. So you could fly into Montrose when you go to Telluride. Yeah. <laughs> Montrose mule. 
But uh, yeah, so basically it's uh, gin and ginger beer. Wait, 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 wait. Then vodka? Not, not gin, vodka. Yeah. I'm thinking, I've had a few of them, so I'm thinking. But I've been drinking so much. I've been drinking gin consistently for like the last months. Today, that's why this is special. Not only did I think about Telluride, because I was in a better mood. Um, I'm thinking the copper, copper mug. Copper and mug. Let's go on the uh, vodka side. It's a vodka drink. It's a whiskey drink. It, it, you put anything in it, though, because I've been places where they're like, oh, it's a you know a Spanish mule because it has uh, tequila in Yeah. You know, or a Mexican mule, they call it. Then there's, you know, the uh, the one with the rum. Like, they just name it all different based on what alcohol. So you could put whatever with ginger beer and a little bit of lime. And then put a little extra... Um, seltzer in there there you go yeah it works works for nice. me nice that could be your top if we had to look back at all the app parade todays that has to be your top one or two most repeated app parade today yeah that's a go-to drink i mean that's a hey look i want a nice something i i started drinking bloody mary's a little more now i don't even know you anymore and you know i'm like I will have a Bloody Mary once in a while. Generally, I'm like, mm, nah, I'll have something else. But this is this is the one. Uh, Bloody Mary, still not an up drink for me. Like other people have had them in our crowd, but I still I I don't understand the peel at all. I don't understand the tomato juice appeal. I just, it's tomato juice. You gotta you gotta make piece of tomato juice. I'm trying to convince my wife that I should eat the placenta after she has the baby. And that seems way more appetizing than a Bloody Mary. Wow. So you're going to eat placenta? I think I probably have to. So what's, what's that deal? Is that just for, for manhood or stamps, like stem cells, nutrients. You're going to get the nutrients from, from riboflavin probably. I don't know. Nice. So how would you eat it? Would you put a little butter on it or something or a little, I'm thinking I'd probably have to chop it up and then, yeah, cook it in some, like, white wine, maybe a little butter. Yeah, well, when you cook it, I think that kills all the living cells that you need to get the full placentiness of everything, right? Otherwise, we just blend it up and just chug it. Make a fucking roast. <laughs> Goddamn placenta roast. Have some buddies over. <laughs> I was thinking maybe, like, some placenta sauerbraten, you know? Like, just marinate it for a week with some vinegar and spices. <laughs> Do you put it on salad? Do you, is it... Is it, you know, potato on the side? You just make it like a, uh, like calamari. You cut it up, you batter it and fry it. Your little sauerkraut, you eat it on a bun. Like how the fuck do you eat placenta? Like, I, I just want to know. We'll find out. <laughs> With some noodles, like you got fucking Emerald Lagasse. Pass. <laughs> I was thinking tacos. A little <laughs> bit of salsa, some cilantro. Nice. A little taco. Placent tacos. Now you're gonna have the taco maker in the room with you when the baby's born. That's, that you gotta have it fresh, obviously. Oh, ooh, I got a better idea. Ceviche, <laughs> little placenta ceviche. But again, doesn't that kill everything? Like, what are you actually getting then? I have no idea. I just say I want to eat it because it grosses my wife out, and I think that's kind of funny to me. But then they say to save it in case, like, the your kid has like, you know, fifty years old wants to grow like. More hair or something, right? They can yeah. use that. Mm. Just saying. Yeah. Listen, in fifty years, they got to figure their own shit out. All right, that's I'm not gonna because don't they have like companies that have 
They can make a goddamn time machine and get their own placenta. How about that? That's what I'm talking about. Right? Who's died in the past, Dad? I'm getting my own placenta. <laughs> Just like we talked about last week, you know, like people say they want to put money aside for their kids. No, fuck them. Make them earn their own shit. Like, I'm not going to get a Mustang GT350 because I got to make sure you go to college. No, you bust your ass and you pay for your own goddamn college and I got my Mustang. So you got to watch out for your future son or future children because they come back and you don't recognize them. Maybe that's why you've done all the shit and, and missed out on your, you know, your Mustang and, and your cool car and like all this hockey career, all sorts of shit, right? This yeah, is, what, all- this is like all the stuff that happened. Oh man. Maybe they sneak in, they change like history. They ruin everything. And then they get out. They're like, ah, ah I still want my little, my little nest egg dad's dad's got for me. It's like Inception times Terminator times Back to the Future times Hot Tub Time Machine. It's like a not so bad turn. It's like a Terminator without killing people. Mm. Well, maybe killing people, but not killing everybody, you know? It's like a psychological Terminator. Think about it. That Terminator was greedy. He's like, I want to kill everybody. <laughs> like, not just one person. He, well, he was one person to make sure they kill everybody. He just wanted to kill Sarah Connor. It's just people got in his goddamn way. Not a lot of people. That was good. <sighs> I'm from the future. Nice night for a walk. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, god damn it! See, that's one series you got to watch, start to finish, and then when they end up with like the cool Terminator in, like, why didn't they have this before? Well, yeah, how many how many Terminator movies did they make? Like six of them. Like, wasn't the one where like Arnold came back recently, and he's like Old Balls Terminator? It's like, yeah. isn't the whole point to have like a badass the name, Old Balls Terminator? <laughs> <laughs> Old Balls Terminator. <laughs> Terminator OB. Like, we're just not even going to bother. Like, we're just going to call it the old balls Terminator. Because we all know that's what it is. He's OG that was OB. Yeah. (laughs) I'm the old balls Terminator. I'm the OG Terminator. Like, wait a minute. You're a robot, but you age. Like, how stupid is that? That's the shittiest robot ever. That's the shitty robot. Would you get cooked in a little time machine too much? Like, it's like, imagine, like, the kid was talking about the sex robots they're going to have. You know, imagine having like an old, imagine you're a woman and you have like a male sex robot. He's like, yeah, I can't do it anymore. I need my robot Viagra. Like, what the hell did I buy this stupid ass robot for? I get a real person that has these same problems. Well, you wanted the real experience. We got you the real experience, right? This is how real it can get. This is, AI, this is why Elon Musk is afraid of AI for this very goddamn reason. That's right. Robot Viagra. Nobody wants that shit. It's not good for anybody. Do you think about how fast a computer would work? <laughs> you would hope. You know, that you shit would, would hope. On you. They'd be like, I'm going. Well, imagine your sex doll has to get an upgrade and he and it bricks. <laughs> it's a software upgrade and it bricks. Can you imagine talking to me? What'd you do this weekend? Ah, I bricked my sex doll. I gotta <laughs> get it rebooted. I bricked my goddamn. And where do you bring that then? Like, do you... Where do you have to go to get that fixed? Dude, who's cleaning that? Let's put that. Who one. is cleaning the Who... sex robot? And this is why I appreciate everybody. Like, I saw the garbage men this morning. I was like, hey, what's up? You know, I'm waving to them. And I'm thinking, I'm like, why do people not. Why are they not friendly to people that make their food or take out their garbage? Like that's going to happen for your entire life. And they're people you got to trust because you know, those garbage people, they take all the shit that you want to not worry about or forget about and put in the garbage, which goes away. And they actually do something with it. There's a shit ton of garbage we create in this world. It's yeah. horrible. You yeah. know, but you don't respect that guy. Fucking you, you. That guy should be like the guy you respect the most. 
He's the one disposing of your bricked robot sex doll. Yeah, everybody wants to push stuff away and forget about. Well, that dude has to deal with that shit. Listen, we cared about those people for two weeks back in like April. Remember? Yeah. The frontline heroes. (laughs) Yeah, they're still taking out the fucking diseased ass. Like the even before COVID, they were taking out your dirty, disgusting shit. So give them a little love because dude, every we have the garbage, they come twice a week here. And every time they drive by, Benjamin's at the window waving at them. Ah, they get such a kick. They always honk the horn at him. They show he shows them this garbage truck toy that he has. Like he gets such a kick. They get a kick out of him. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm waiting for cool. the bus this morning, and like you know, Bodie's like, "Oh, is that the bus?" I'm like, "No, nah, I think you got tricked by the garbage truck." So watching this garbage truck, he comes out of the thing, and then he does this wild, crazy it's a four lane road. He goes like fucking two lanes, just suicide sick <laughs> and that thing was whoop, right into like this other place to go pick up the garbage I was like god damn that guy's like good that'd be like if, like if nascar had like a garbage truck division dude that's i gotta say that'd those fucking guys, awesome this guy fucking wheeled it around and that that thing i think was like ready to t- tip over and like just squish another car or something because he's driving like between cars and like people just park wherever the fuck they want and then you see a, a guy in a garbage truck trying to get the, you know, the, what is the bin, the, uh, the dumpster. And it's like some asshole has to park their fucking car in front of it. It's it's like, dude, I got to do my job, you know? Yeah. And this, where, enough. and this is where the truck parks on the car and go, you know? Yeah. I think we need more extreme garbage truck driving competitions. Dude, that'd be fucking great, right? That would be fun to watch. Like just doing a turn. It's like, all right, who's take getting taken out? Like imagine you ever watch like World Rally when they have the cars like flying in the dirt and the snow yeah. and stuff. Like imagine like That's really cool garbage trucks driving on those courses. Oh yeah, that'd they be awesome too. The garbage truck with the fins. Yeah. <laughs> well, they do the truck racing. That's pretty pretty funny too. Yeah. Well, speaking of speaking of garbage, we have one story here in the good old Afraid today. Speaking of cabbage. Speaking of garbage, California man uses cans of Bud Light to extinguish flames from wildfire. California man was trying to protect his home from the LNU Lightning Complex fire, and he used the only thing he had to put out the flames, beer. It was crazy, homeowner Chad Little told KCRA when describing the fire. Everybody's on propane tanks. It was like a war zone. <laughs> God damn, fucking getting shot at. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, he has hoses around the property, but he wasn't prepared to turn the water off. So he grabbed a rake and started clearing dry grass. I was putting out fires all the way around here, stopping it from going toward the house. Meanwhile, all the cars were on fire. Wow. It was burning on the wood down low, and it didn't have any water. Had, I had one barrel with a little bit of water in it, and I tried using it, but it didn't work. So he grabbed the only liquid he had left, cans of Bud Light. <laughs> nice. Oh, my God. So I'm thinking he drank the beer and used the beer recycled to put out the fire. So he peed in the fire from his consumed Bud Light? So I'm thinking, I'm going to put out the fire. I'm going to piss this thing out. This guy's a goddamn hero. That's right. You know the sacrifice, the internal fortitude that he had to have to drink all that beer? You got to respect that. To put out the fire? 
And I, 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 so I tweeted this out and I was like, yeah, notice he didn't use any Pliny the Elder to put up the fire. Because <laughs> he's in California. It's a mm. lot of goddamn Bud Light. I'm sure Budweiser saw this and said, I'm like, friggin' pallet full of it. Pallets. Pal- one pallet, not one more. pallet of Bud Light. Yeah. That's a second's worth of Bud Light. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. So. Cheers to you, sir. Real man of genius. Real, real, real American hero. Real American fire guy. Ah, uh, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, did we forget to do your opera? I believe we did. Holy crap! Somehow See, we did. I just hit. It. I was like, wow! I didn't smoke that much weed. I was like, I was so excited <laughs> to get into this story and talk about placentas and placenta <laughs> placenta got us. I got, I forgot about the whole placenta tirade. Goddamn placenta tacos. We're going to have to mark that. Placenta tirade. Just look for the <laughs> placenta tirade. <laughs> if you're a mom and you want to get another mom to get grossed out and just think how stupid we are, have them listen to that first part. Yeah. Never <laughs> underestimate how stupid we can be. We what think- I love to do is like I'm writing placenta tirade <laughs> and Melanie's going to come in tomorrow and be like, what the fuck were you guys talking about? <laughs> <laughs> That's part of the fun of the podcast is having the notepad there, writing stuff down, being like, what the hell <laughs> what are we talking we t- about? What, what did I remember? Like, yeah. We sort of go outside of our bodies sometimes during these podcasts <laughs> and find new strange places that we didn't know existed or were possible. Dude, that placenta tirade is gold. I like gold. it, right? Yeah. yeah. So my beer that I have, <laughs> I got to be perfectly honest. Is it Bud Light? If it's Bud Light, I'm going to shit. It's Bud Light. <laughs> I'm a little underwhelmed by this. Underwhelmed? I'm a little underwhelmed. A fancy way to say, usually, I do not like this. Usually I'm on there ranting and raving about how great what I have is, especially from the Burlington Beer Company. Oh. But this is the Peasant King. And I love the name of it because it's what I yearn to be, the Peasant King. I'm not trying to be Mr. Fancy King. The peasant king. These are my people. I'm just a goddamn hillbilly. That's all I am. This is a boozy ass beer. Let me tell you, it's nine percent. It's a double IPA. I thought it would be a little juicier, a little smoother, a little sweeter. It's a little Sounds bitter. Like a malt liquor of the craft beers right now. Eh, one quickly that far. <laughs> it's saying melon juice and a little clementine. Get a little citrus. It's again, a little more bitter. Than I had hoped it would be. Melon juice and clementine. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> hints, hints, hints. But yeah, it's just a little, a little more bitter than I expected. But boozy. Eh. It's okay. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. I mean, I had a bunch of watermelon before. Maybe my palate's all thrown off. I don't know. How much watermelon? I found a seedless. So I found a seedless the other day from Publix. Bring it home. Melanie goes to Bodie. They go out like to, um, they go to Walmart and they're like picking up school shit and they come back. Look what we got. It's like a little melon. I'm like, yeah, I got like a bigger melon grocery store. So go to cut it open. Walmart watermelon, like rotten inside. Oh, like, God damn it. They had theirs there for a few weeks too, too long. Cut open the uh, Publix one. Thing was perfect. Perfect. Mm. Like, yeah, this is like, this is like peak watermelon season right now. Is it? I thought it was the end. I don't know. I'm just saying that. <laughs> I don't. 
We got two from Costco last week. These were both like 35 pound watermelons. They were goddamn monsters. I just cut one open today. And I love watermelon, but what's even better is cold watermelon. Yes. When you cut it right off the shelf. Oh, cold goddamn watermelon. So I cut about half of it up today. And it was so, it's so like heavy and juicy and sweet. It's stunning. It's beautiful. I love it. So we cut them up and we, uh, we cut, I cube them and I chuck it in the thing and then it is so easy. It's like popcorn. You just goop, 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 goop. You don't have to pick it on the rind, nothing. It's awesome. One thing I noticed is that if I eat a bunch of watermelon right before I go to bed, I got to wake up to piss like twice because they're so dense with liquid yep. that you, you don't even realize like that, how much water you're taking in. And, yeah, but uh, it's watermelon. Like it's going to make me piss tonight, but I'll eat a bowl of watermelon right now. Oh, it's so goddamn good. God damn it. But it's back. So they, they disappeared. I thought it was the end of the season. And then I saw Ooh, some disappeared. So do they have like two seasons? Oh no. There was like, maybe it was COVID. Everybody's hoarding watermelons or something. I don't know, but I didn't see them for a while. Costco, even down here, they ran out for about a week and I was like, God damn it. Dude, our Costco has, they have boxes the size of Honda Civics, like five of them lined up. Nice. Like six bucks or seven bucks each. It's the, it's it's not 99. It's the best goddamn money spent. Yeah. No, it's It's great. Best money spent. Watermelon is the goddamn best. But I got to eat a whole watermelon. Like the last week, I had the big watermelon from Costco. That was probably like about three weeks ago. And I had to eat like, because Melly went and she's like, oh, I saw watermelons in public. So I got to make sure they don't run out. Now we're afraid we're going to run out of watermelon. So Dude, always have one on the counter and one in the fridge cut up. That's my, my rotation philosophy. You got to have at least one, one on the counter. If there's one on the counter, slight panic sets in. Ah, uh, well, I was panicking with, with just one. And I'm like freaking out. Well, enough. I had an extra one and I'm panicking that I have to eat it before they go bad. So I'm like trying to eat. I ate like a water. We ate, went through a watermelon, the two of us in like four days. Nice. Pretty bad. I was pissing a lot. I got to say. That's good for you. Clears the whole system out. <laughs> I don't exactly know that. about <laughs> Watermelon. It's important. Watermelon. It makes you piss. It makes you piss. That's a great tagline. No. Well, we've definitely covered all of the apres today. Placenta. Placenta, watermelons. I'm going to write placenta, and then under it, it makes you piss. And we're like, what did I write? You could make a a placenta watermelon margarita if you want. You're getting your nutrients. You're getting your your hydration. That I can see, right? You blend it up. You like put a little liquor in there. You're like, oh, this is the best placenta I ever had. Yeah. Delicacy. Speaking of the best I ever had. Let's get into the Genjula. I just thought this one would be, you would appreciate since perhaps you were so stressed, like one of these elephants. Yes. Stressed elephants at Warsaw Zoo to be given medical marijuana. Three African elephants to get liquid doses of cannabinoid CBD through their trunks. Early trials suggest they like it. <laughs> they, they interviewed him. They were like, yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah, they actually talked to the elephants. The researchers were so high, they actually <laughs> talked to the elephants and got a response back from them. They had countless like months of research. Let's look at this. 
Yeah, the Warsaw Zoo has been doing a groundbreaking pilot project to test how it reduces the stress levels in elephants. It said medical cannabis has been used worldwide to treat dogs and horses, but this is probably the first initiative of its kind for elephants. The zoo's three African elephants will be given liquid doses of a high concentration of the relaxing cannabinoid CBD through their trunks. Hmm. Veterinarian said the CBD causes neither euphoria nor harmful side effects on the liver and kidneys. It's an attempt to find new natural alternative to the existing methods of combating stress, especially pharmaceutical drugs. Nice. So they're not actually giving them any THC. They're just giving them the CBD. Now, as we all know, a little bit of THC is actually needed to get the CBD to do its to have its full effects. I bet you that's the second phase of the study. And the THC right now is probably being tested on all the researchers. So they're, they're bogarting all the THC. Insane. This is in Poland. I think there are probably very strict laws over there regarding marijuana. So yeah, they have to find a way. So they're just stealing it from the elephants. Kind of a dick move. If you ask me, they're finding a way, Yeah, finding a way to make it work. Awesome. All right. Next up, we have could legalizing uh, recreational marijuana help solve Florida's COVID-19 budget shortfall? Now, that's a great question. But Brian and I were, were talking about this earlier and we're thinking that it might apply to every state in the union because uh, they're talking about right now. Um, well, this is just saying so they're just talking about florida in this article but i can imagine like with the trillions of dollars after covid that the government has put in i wonder if everybody's thinking about hey you know what how do how do we bridge that gap so the article is actually talking about you know florida legislature uh they're they're talking about passing it um even though the governor is uh against it and the reason they're thinking about passing it and why people will say, hey, you know, maybe it's not that bad of an idea. And all of a sudden their morals will change. But um, they're thinking that because it's a huge bu budget deficit that they have to make up. And this is a great way to fill that gap with uh, out cutting any other stuff out. So I said that months ago, once this whole lockdown and quarantine started, I was like, this is marijuana is not going to be the silver bullet. That's going to be as close as possible as we have to them to get oh, the yeah. economy back on track, to get budgets filled. People are yep. going to be like, oh, well, we can just you know, legalize marijuana and all the jobs and all the taxation that's going to come from it is going to right. help tremendously. Well, think about it. We could either, it's just kind of the way we've been going. Um, I don't want to make a bad comp, but just like, as time goes on, this is the, the direction we're going. Hey, if we don't have to work real hard and we could just kind of get the money rather than cut out all this bullshit that's in there, why not just do that, right? Seriously. It's the, the easiest of two paths, but I'm sure there's a bunch of shit they can cut out of the budget to make make ends meet, so to speak. Like politicians, pensions, and health benefits. Boom. Yank Boom. that out. First thing. Those are three. Yeah. Yeah. Scumbags. 
Leeches. But yeah, so expect it to be on every state's uh, agenda in the next few years, if not this year, because that's going to be a thing. Uh, I think the budget shortfalls next year is going to be disastrous when they go to do the budgets. So, oh yeah, I mean that's when we're going to start just the tip of seeing it, and I think it's all going to hit then that next year. It's a very delayed effect. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I kind of wonder if that's all you know going to lead to finally the legalization of medical uh, of recreational marijuana and medical because it's just you know yep it's it's definitely time yeah all right so that wraps up trip to the gondola let's go to ski news and boy was there a couple of humdingers this week hmm. just out today this is very big news and probably an indication of things to come for most of the big ski resorts in North America. Vail Resorts on Thursday unveiled the details of the plan for skiing at its 34 North American resorts beginning November 6th at Keystone. And as we suspected, the 2020 to 2021 season will be unlike any other. Here's the not surprising changes. Masks required for everyone on the mountain. Not a big deal. Yeah, expected, right? Physical distancing will be the rule with the quick cashless lines through rental shops and on-mountain eateries and no sitting next to strangers on chairlifts. All pluses. That's perfect. Not surprising. Anyone going to ski school will be required to conduct an online health screening before hooking up with an instructor. And class sizes will be limited. Naturally. Not a big deal. And then there's the reservation system. Oh, shit. Oh, shit, indeed. So here's the thing. You're going to get a reservation system that's bad, right? Yep. This is the creepy thing. They said, forget the dreamy scene where you wake to a foot of fresh snow and race to the ski area. So what they're going to be doing is pass holders will be able to lock in seven priority reservation days for the holiday season between December 8th and April 4th. Every, every time a skier uses one of those days, they can reserve another day. So pass holders can keep a bank of seven reserved rolling through the season. Reservation window from November 6th through December 7th will give pass holders an opportunity to book their days before the company starts selling single-day tickets. So yes, the early season skiing in November and the first week of December will be for pass holders only. The company will not be selling day tickets for the early season. In addition to priority reservation days, pass holders will be able to make as many week of reservations as availability allows that as availability allows clause is going to be something to watch oh no reservations won't work at the company's partner resorts which may or may not have their own access management plans partner resorts include telluride sun valley snow basin and a host of canadian european and japanese hills Vale said it does not believe reservations would be required at those partner resorts, but that could change. All reservations will be booked through the EpicPass.com website. All lift tickets will be sold online too, with no walk-up sales at resort ticket windows. Hmm. 
Vail Resorts on Thursday also announced the expansion of its free Epic Coverage Insurance Plan, allowing skiers to roll over their past dollars to the 21-22 season if they don't get the reservations they want and don't use their pass by December 7th. Oof. The deadline for using pass holder credits from the previous season, which ended abruptly on March March 14th, has been extended to September 17th, which is funny. It's, you know, they keep saying like, oh, you know, we're uh, due to unprecedented demand. We've been extending the the time where you can purchase your pass. Right. It's like, is that right? I think people are just being a little freaked out and not buying anything. Ugh. Wow. This is just setting up to be another shit show. It's going to be a massive fucking shit show. So it's so. How do you not say this is akin to Ponzi Ponzi scheme or some kind of fraud? You're going to sell. You could sell, let's say, twenty thousand passes, and now those twenty thousand members that bought a pass for any day at any resort, all let's say a thousand of them want to go to one one place. You're going to tell those other people outside of those thousand that want to go there that they can't go because you hit the limit for their pass. Right. So what did you pay for? That's what they're going to say. So bottom line, even if you, if, if you try to get, unless they're going to count how many tickets and eat up all the tickets at a resort, if all of those tickets, let's say those, all those thousand people that you eliminated a few from because they, they wouldn't fit. Let's say you cut that down to 700. Well, if all those thousand people have this premium reservation, what are they going to do then? Oh, I, I don't know. And I don't know about the about like ski clubs. You know, if you're booking your ski club trips now, how do they guarantee everyone gets a lift ticket on yeah. those trips? Even if you go on a, an Epic Pass or a Icon Pass, whatever, even if you go on a pass regulated area and everybody has the pass, there's no guarantee that everybody's going to be able to ski the days they want. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to work. So that's just um, maybe your family family Christmas vacation. If you're you know a family that goes somewhere go skiing, how do you even book that now? Can you or do you have to all get to drop four grand for a family of four on Epic Passes? And and hope you can all get those days together. But how do you run those passes? Do you say you could smell, sell as many passes as you want? So let's say you come up and you say, well, we're going to sell 12,000 uh, 12, passes, right? Well, what if you come out and say, we're going to just sell as many as we can. Let's say you sell 100,000 passes, right? Every ski area is booked up with people like How do you tell people, oh, well, you know, you can't ski today. You can't ski today. You can't ski at what point does it become fraudulent that you sold too many passes for the capacity that's expected to, to, to be had at these places? Yeah. There's going to be some class action lawsuits then if that happens. I mean, I guess it depends on how big the areas are, how much they have to cut them down to. But now with all the cutbacks on the coronavirus, uh, I think that's where you're going to see a problem because it's just cutting it so low, you know? Yeah. I think, and we've talked about too the problems with having this duopoly with Icon and Epic. Yeah, I think a lot of those problems are coming to roost now this season, just because yeah. we're going to see that all these resorts, like people, are going to be fed up or frustrated or complaining or not buying or boycotting or or something, and it's going to show that being able to go to your local mountain, buying a reasonably priced pass for that mountain, be able to get on when you need to at a smaller place is going to be a lot more valuable than 
buying this mega lift pass that you can't even use. Yeah. Or maybe can use. Right. I also think too, going with a ski club helps a lot because we've been to uh, places where they're like, yeah, we got 50 people. So it doesn't go through the normal ticketing. It goes through the group reservations who says, we're getting you in no matter what, you know, you paid for five days, you got five days, you know, that's part of the deal. I wonder how they're going to do that this year. Then I wonder if they're going to still acknowledge that. I mean, I would think they probably make a big chunk of money off those group reservations. Well, that's not part of a normal pool though. That's like something they, that's just part of the resort, you know? Yeah. It's not like giving you an ultimate pass to go to like all these different resorts. It's just for that one. I wonder if there's anything they could do with the chairlifts, like with a a plexiglass shield between them. You know, like everywhere you go now, post office, bank, wherever they have the plexiglass shield. You could have Uh, like on a quad, you could have one in the middle and you could have basically a two and a two. Yeah. That, that would work. Right. I wonder if that would create a problem if it's windy though, creating almost like a, like a wind. Of course. Yeah. It'd be terrifying, but (laughs) oh, well, maybe they shut down that lift for that day. I'd much rather die falling off of a chairlift than getting COVID. Yeah. That's that's where you you decide. Like, what do we do? (laughs) How do you, how do you want to (laughs) go? That's right. You're going to go one way. You got different chances. So choose wisely. All right. Next up, we got someplace that's near and dear to our heart. Big snow in East Rutherford, is it technically? Or Secaucus? I like Ski Caucus. Ski Caucus. It's in Ski Caucus. New Jersey. Uh, The indoor first, was it first North American indoor skiing area? Um, And we were, of course, we were talking this uh, about this a while ago that... uh, you know, we were fortunate enough to get in there right when all the press and media were in there. We met opening Lindsay day, Vaughn. not to brag. Opening day. Uh, met Lindsey Vaughn. We took pictures with her. Um, not to brag. Gerard, um, bunch of other famous people uh, were there. Uh, you know, it was Steve all... Steve very famous. Steve we were all the very, very famous people. Uh, but yeah, we got Connor to see Weinberg. place before um, anybody else went. Yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah so we had a good time it's opening back up on tuesday so boom it's gonna be interesting to see hopefully uh i believe they could they can adequately social distance in here so uh it would be good to go back i think we're gonna have to plan a trip if they stay open uh maybe maybe hop in there uh, i've been reaching out to the people at big snow so let's see if uh, we can make something happen unfortunately yeah. our friend nick apparently is no longer with the company God damn, when you get that, it's not an out of office. It's like an out of like existence. <laughs> it's, it's like they, they friggin' men and blacked it, man. It just doesn't exist anymore. I know. Like, who, who is that? Like, and why are you asking? Like, whoa, 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 you know? Who is this Nick? <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, it's good to see them back open again. Hopefully, fingers crossed, we'll get out there. Hopefully, it can stay open. Yeah. Staying positive. For their second, so and that was the big thing I always joke about. I'm like, yeah, they said this is the first and only grand opening. I'm like, yeah, I guess they're having a second one now, huh? You totally jersey jinxed it by saying that. Oh, and then they might have a third one and a fourth. <laughs> so, yeah, god damn it, who knows? Damn it. But very happy to see them opening up back up again September 1st. And here's a funky little story. 
because of all the madness and craziness going on in the world today. Amazon's drone will put you up a mountain replacing ski lifts. Dude, I I didn't like this one, and then I saw it, and I was like, yeah, I like it now. You changed your mind, right? Yeah, yeah. Amazon's latest drone patent points at a new way of using a drone that doesn't involve delivering packages. Amazon wants to replace ski lifts. The drone uses a rope to pull people up the side of a mountain, just like Casey Nista did in the video in December 2016. Instead of hopping on the normal ski lift, you wait for a drone to come to your location. It will then lower the rope and wait for you to hold on. Once you grab it, the drone begins to pull you up the side of the mountain. Nice. The drone receives your location via a phone app message, kind of like Uber for drones. The patent also says the drone can be used for other activities that involve a person being pulled, such as wakeboarding and water skiing. Nice. Yeah, who needs a boat when you could have a drone? The patent says that extreme skiers can use the drone to take them up to remote ski areas that aren't serviced by lifts. If you were in trouble, you could also call the drone to pull you back to safety. Hmm. I love this. That's pretty cool. Now, my only concern, you have your drone. It can pull you up where you want to go. What is the, Does this mean that there's just going to be people going being pulled all over the place on the mountain or is there going to be like a special zone like this is the pull zone you're going to get up to a backcountry scare and it's going to be fucking a scooter store on top of it i just picture just like people being pulled all over the goddamn place like imagine so wally right those motherfucking wally people yeah. are gonna be up there like oh yeah i'm getting pulled up a goddamn mountain like but i just, no earning turns anymore i just i almost picture <laughs> The busiest day at the most crowded mountain, what it's like going down. But just okay. imagine that just going up. There's going to be just like hundreds of people all over the place getting pulled up. Imagine they're they're pulling you up and in front of you is the fattest man on earth also getting pulled up because he wants to ski because he could ski in his cart. And you know what's going to happen? It'll come <laughs> down and just fucking kill you. That's that's terrifying me. It's going to be like a bowling ball. Yeah. Just Rolling like down action. the mountain. Goddamn cartoon character coming down at you. It's like the, someone cut the brakes in the snowcat. Just barreling down the mountain. Barreling down the mountain. <laughs> it's going to plow into something. Remember the movie Speed uh, with Keanu Reeves? That's right. Couldn't go below 55 miles an hour. It's like a snowcat version of Speed. <laughs> but with a fat guy. 20 miles an hour. <laughs> but with a fat guy. But <laughs> with a fat guy. Yeah. <laughs> terrifying. Did I say terrifying yeah. already? Terrifying. God damn it. I just, I wonder if they're going to have, again, special, like, uphill designated areas for the drones. Or yeah, if they're like, going to be just people pulled all over the goddamn place. They're going to have runaway people ramps. <laughs> they may have to. You're going to have to, right? Otherwise, you're going to go flying down the hill at, like, I don't know. Depends on, on the hill. <laughs> I love this idea, but the more I think about it, the more I become very concerned. You know what? I love the idea because I thought about like, and this is why I warmed up to it because I'm like the whole cost and like effort and detriment to the environment of actually putting up lists. It's a huge thing. They get helicopters up there. They like 
you know, have to put footings in, they have to cut all these trees. And it's just like, it's a big production. If you don't have to do any of that, and then you just have some, well, here's the other thing. You're going to have to hire people to drive the drones unless they do like, you know, the auto thing or whatever, just bring them up on like a little loop. Um, but it's, it could work. It could be better for everything. Right. Because now you don't have those, those barriers there, like on yeah. long term. Um, the other thing I was thinking, you know, uh, it just, it helps, helps promote the longevity of, of your ski experience as you go through life, which is cool. I think and there's those, a lot of potential. There's a lot of potential. There's a lot of potential problems, but. Trying to know. focus on the positive. There's enough people focusing on the negative. We're here to focus on the positive. Yeah. I think, you know, think about it. You don't have to go in a straight line up the hill. Up a up a lift, you can go zigzag around natural curvature of the mountain. Imagine too, you roll up to Corbett's, and you're you're still attached to your drone, but with a little bit of slack, you could just launch off of it. Yeah, and have it sort of like, like if you had like bungee cords on there, you could have yeah. it kind of like stretch and like come down with you, so snap you could land it instead of just like having just the snap and crash and your body explodes. Well, think about this where you know how you stand on these long lift lines and then you go up this long ass lift and then you have a ski run, right? Yeah. And then sometimes, especially in the Northeast, it feels like you're on the lifts more than you're actually skiing. Well, now you could ski up the hill and ski down the hill. You could have a ski area in the middle of like Michigan where it's flat, but cold as hell. And you can just have these things just pull you just like freaking like you're, you're water skiing or something. Just pull like you on skeezy. the oh, skeezy. Yeah. That would be it. Just pull you around. Just pull you wherever you want to go. You could be skiing on a pile of garbage in the Meadowlands. That could happen. I think that's, that's possible too. That's in the works. That is in the works. I, I wrote the notes. That's a little bit of a teaser for our main topic. That's right. We had a, a great conversation with our friend Tim from Ski Rex Media, who we've been kind of in and out in a lot of the same online social media circles the last year or so. And it was nice to finally get a chance to sit down and, and have a, a conversation with Tim. So it was really fun. We were really happy cool to have him on. So here's the interview with Tim from Ski Rex Media. Hope you enjoy it. All right. And we have a very special guest interview this week. We have our friend Tim from Ski Rex Media. Tim, how are we doing? Welcome and thank you for joining us this week on the podcast. Thank you, man. I am super excited. You are the first to ever feature me. Yeah. You are the first, so I appreciate it 100%. Well, the audience going? I know we, we kind of roll in very similar social media circles. Mm -hmm. uh, Absolutely. Year, so I know um, the uh, Alba Adventure folks, they were, yep. you know, I, I guess they, I saw them posting stuff about you, so I started following you. Sure. Um, and then friend of ours, Tech Rob. I know he's a, a big fan of both of our podcasts. So uh, wicked big fan, dude. Wicked big fan. Cool. Um, and I figured, you know, we're we kind of roll in the same circles. Why don't we have a, an actual conversation and meet virtually in person? And uh, yeah. I'm glad we did. You know, we actually had a nice little conversation before the podcast started. But why don't you uh, do an introduction and uh, tell people about what you're working on at Ski Rex Media? So Ski Rex Media. Actually, the actual origin of Ski Rex Media comes from an old joke. When I lived in Jersey, worked for the Target Corporation, retail logistics, that stuff. And uh, I went 
I went skipping and jogging through our stock room with my arms up. So everybody <laughs> called me a T-Rex for till now. This was like 15, <laughs> 17 years ago and they still do it. So I'm trying to look, I'm trying to deflect that. And, and I'm thinking about it, and everybody at that time, even then knew uh, I'm a skier. It's, it's all I talk about at that point. You know, every year I'm taking a couple of weeks and coming home to Vermont to, you know, go skiing. And I said, all right, you guys get this. I'm not a T-Rex. I'm a ski Rex. So the na- that was where the name came from. And, uh, as ski Rex and I, and I put the media on it because that's what I'm trying to make. And I, you know, I took journalism classes back when I was in high school and everything like this. And I, I figured, you know what, I can put the two together and make something of it work for me, do what I want, show the passion that I have for it. Um, and, and have my grand return to the stage. Like I've been off the Hill for, you know, a while now for various reasons. And uh, this is going to be my grand return. And it's kind of awesome because, you know, I'm getting back into it, finding like-minded individuals like you guys, like the Alba family, like Rob, who's wicked hardcore, at least he seems like, and I don't know, but, um, no, he's a wicked East coast ski bomb, man. And I, I miss all that stuff. And you know, I'm now I'm back with all the same people I grew up with and they're like, dude, we're going riding this year. Are you ready? And I'm like, I'm, I'm ready, dude, let's do it. You know, and that's where it came from. And that's what I'm doing now. I want to, I want to show the love and I want to show it without any kind of, I don't know. I don't want to be an asshole. Sim- simply put, if if you do it, like like I said before, if you do it one day, that's great. If you do it 100 days, that's great. I've done both, you know, and, and I'm with it. If you like it and you love it and you do it and you're not a prick, I'm riding with you. I'm right next to you, dude. That's all I want to do. Nice. That's all. So yeah. now you've got, you've, like you said, you're you're doing Ski Rex Media and within media, like what what areas are you focusing on? Because I know you got a couple things going on right now. Um, Right now, I focus mostly on, well, it's between two things. It's doing the Ski Rex Media podcast every week, um, you know, which is topic based, you know, uh, and then daily as best as I can. I, I like to do news stories and then some like blog posts, like opinion editorials, that kind of thing. Um, but mostly I try to focus on the writing because I think I'm a better writer than anything else. The podcast is really, to be kind of honest, just a way to push the name you know, get it out there. More people will see it. Um, but as I've been doing it more, I kind of enjoy it more. So now I'm deciding which way I actually want to go with it. I don't know. And then during the winter, I might put together a few video things. I don't know yet. I'm not hundred percent sure yet when we hit the, hit the winter time. So how long have you as ski Rex media been operational? Uh, about a year and a half. Um, I came in right before, well, yeah, actually, well, no, it, re- it really got going at the beginning of last season, the 1920 season. That's when I really started to hammer into it. Um, I, tr- I, I kind of tried to start it before that in like 2017, but I wasn't getting it. I wasn't feeling it. You know, my, I, I didn't like what I was writing, you know, even though I kind of knew how to do it. Like I know how to write, but getting it done wasn't kind of working that well. Like my news stories were garbage. My, my, my personal <laughs> pieces were garbage. It was all just garbage. And I know you shouldn't be your own critic because you are your own, you are your own worst critic. But at the same time, I know garbage when I see it. So it wasn't working. So finally last year I decided, I, I just said, you know what, screw it. This is what I'm doing. This is what I want to do. This will keep me away from doing shit. I don't want to do. I'm going into it. And like I said, my grand return to the skiing stage. So put it all together, jumped on it hard. And so 201920 was the big one. And then, you know, COVID killed the season. So whatever. Right. And now 
So about a year, year and a half, year and a half was the short answer. So was it a matter of carving out the time and getting the discipline to sit down and write, or was it honing in on the content? It was a lot for me, the discipline. Yeah, absolutely. We have the same thing. I think we're seeing. Oh yeah. The distraction is just ridiculous. Um, I don't know where that came from. I don't know why I get distracted so easily, but there'll be days where I will be, I'll be sitting at like looking at a Killington press release came to the inbox and everything. I'm sitting at it, hands are on the keyboard and I can't write. And all I have to mm. do is write what she said. And that's it. <laughs> and yeah. I can't do it. And then I get distracted by something else. And then the whole day is gone. Yeah. Um, the, finding the content itself, like sometimes it's hard to find news, like especially during the summer, like who the hell talks about skiing is people like us during the yeah. summer. Nobody does, especially with everything closed. Like you can't big snow opens again on Tuesday, but whatever. Um, Rob's going on Friday, by the way. Of course uh, he is. Of course he is, dude. He freaked out. He, he lost it. He went and he got it done, and he'll be there on Friday. I posted um, our video. We were lucky enough to be there opening day in I December, remember that. and it was great because you know it was a, a media. They had the first couple hours blocked off for media, and mm-hmm. we were in almost every single video. Oh, it was awesome. It was unbelievable because yeah. I I wore my my you know, bump podcast sweatshirt. I wore my oh, yeah. fluorescent blue pants, so I would be extremely noticeable. I mean, we all <laughs> Mario had a fluorescent like orange jacket. Our buddy Steve had a fluorescent yellow. So we were yeah. all like super. We're all flashed out. Oh, oh wicked, dude! Yeah. I awesome. saw you guys. God, I remember. I was. I think it was the uh, NJ12 Channel 12 video. I first noticed. Yeah, I was like, there they are. We were again. skiing with like, like the camera guy and like all the other people all day. So it was kind of yeah. like they're like, who are you guys? You know. Well, it like was I was. Oh no, I good. It. it was funny because uh, like we we, uh, we got there and as soon as they you know the, the, a few people did a few like ceremonial like one run like Lindsey Vaughn one run yep. boom gone. Mm-hmm. Kelly Clark, Red uh, Gerard, they were there the whole time. Like they mm-hmm. were really ripping. Playing they were super on that place. cool to talk yeah. to too. So we were the same way. Like we stayed there the whole time because I think we started around I think eleven maybe, and then it opened to the public at I think two. So we had three hours. Yeah. And they had the ceremony, all the nonsense. Sure, and like sure. from twelve to two, there was like nobody there. So we just kept going up and down and up and down yeah, because. Dude. We're like when this is ever going to happen again when it's this not crowded and this not destroyed and jerseyed so we just yeah. enjoyed it and it was a lot of fun and like i said they were shooting video and we were the only ones there so we would just mm-hmm. keep going up and down and lo and behold we're in everyone's video it, it was kind of amazing because every i went through and watched every i think every news outlet video that came from there was and like, i was wow. done I was done looking for the celebrities, dude. Like I was like, Lindsay, all right, whatever. She's hot, whatever. Go away. Um, Kelly Clark. Yeah. I remember when she was a little kid name dropper and met her when she was like 14 before anybody knew she was. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. Well, I was at, I worked at Mount snow at the same time she was there. So it's all, oh, that's awesome. you know, she, Sweet. we don't know each other at all. We're acquaintances from when we were kids. That's it. <laughs> um, but, uh, you might yeah, have a crush was, on you. You didn't know. She didn't. She doesn't remember me. People don't have crushes. <laughs> That's on me, what I am you st- think. That's what you think. But you don't know. I do know. It's so sad. Oh, um, but inadvertently shunned her, and that that changed her whole outlook. She liked that even more. That turned her on you know even what? more. You're the that, motivation. You're the, you're the fire that she has every morning when she would get up and go crash and just work harder. I love that because you ignored her. <laughs> I was I was overconfident enough when I was a teenager, man. I don't need to be any more overconfident. Believe that. <laughs> I think I'm gonna. That's gonna be your. Uh, that's that's gonna be <laughs> your motivation now. I'm gonna have to get a hold of her and be like, "Do you remember me at all?" Because I have a question. 
It's not a weird, creepy question, but it kind of <laughs> is, but it's kind of not. She's like, who the fuck are you? I'm going to start with, you're welcome for the motivation. <laughs> <laughs> you're absolutely, all those gold medals, that's me. That's right. I know it. You know it. Ugh. Stop it's denying it, Cal. <laughs> Good kid, though. She was great even back then. Like the best snowboarder on the mountain. It was ridiculous. Oh, ridiculous. No. So it was cool seeing her, but I was watching you guys. I was like, there they are again. In fact, I think I pointed one out. I think I, I, I tagged you guys in something. I was like, dude, is that you again? We were guys are everywhere there again. Everybody's video. I remember I Everybody. posted the next day. I took the, the ferry to work the next day. And I was mm-hmm. editing the podcast because we, uh, so me, myself, Mario, and our buddy Steve, we mm-hmm. went and we did it. And then we went back to Mario's hotel because Mario flew up for that event. Yeah. We went back to his hotel sure. and we recorded a podcast right after <laughs> so that we actually mm, went to a brewery, went to a, brewery. a bar. <laughs> yeah, <nothing>. yeah. <laughs> and then we went back and recorded the podcast. Yeah. So, awesome. Yeah, fun. because we like we this is fresh in our heads. We got to record this now, so we recorded like a 35, 45 minute podcast in the yep. hotel room with the snowball mic, and it was great because it was all fresh in our heads. And I yeah. think that was a really good episode. But it was it was cool because the next morning I'm going to work and I'm editing the podcast as I'm there's a TV in the boat in the ferry and I'm it's showing the big snow debut. And I took a picture yeah. of like me, my computer <laughs> editing, and the TV with the big snow story on it. I'm like, look. At Look how meta the world can be sometimes. Dude, you, awesome. you all were the big get for that day. Like yeah. Vaughn and Gerard and Clark and all those guys. Who cares, there's, man? It was all you all. They're the, the, the silver medals for once. Absolutely. That's right. Absolutely, they did. <laughs> Heck with them. We actually had so many good ideas for that place, which... Sadly. Oh, we were in there. Like we had ideas. We even our buddy Steve actually was. He's like the smell. It doesn't work for me. We need a better. <laughs> we need, he works in fragrance. He's like, we need to get a better fragrance in here, like a pine or. And they actually, he actually met the CEO. He and met with them a bunch of times. Yeah, yeah. They're Dude, I hope that happens. I think. Yeah, yeah. that'd be so, awesome. So do we. Because <laughs> I was that's telling, that's, I was like, I mean, dude, this is a big refrigerator. What happens in your refrigerator? Mm-hmm. You got to put something in there to get rid of the stink because it, it's. Smells stale after a while, so yeah. No, you're right. Cocktail in there, you don't want that. Ah, uh, you know somebody's gonna puke in there at some point, and That's it's not disgusting. gonna be good. Now I don't want to go there. Like you totally <laughs> ruined it. Like I've been itching to go there since the day I saw it, and, and I remember seeing it when that place was still closed, riding up the turnpike. When it, it was, was first built, sat around for a decade and a half. A decade. Dude, every time I came to Vermont that way, coming up the turnpike, I'm looking at that building. I was like, you know what that fucking building would be great for? I was like, that would be awesome. It should open tomorrow. It'd be great. And I don't have to drive as far to go skiing. It'd be great. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it never opened. Now, now this one, man. And I think it's great. But I hear right as it was open and I was talking about it, I was like, this is going to be the most awesome thing to hit the East Coast in years. Like, it's going to be awesome. And people are like, no, it's stupid. What? How is that stupid? Well, it's not real skiing. I'm like, I don't know, dude. It's snowing. People have skis on their feet. That's about as real as it can get, bro. You're right by the metropolitan area, like the metropolitan area. Like, really? You don't think that's a good? I think it's a blockbuster idea. Like, you can live in the the New York metro area and ski in July. Yeah. What's wrong with that? You can ski before going to a Jet or Giant game. How about that? People people (laughs) are such a hating. See, you mentioned before. They want a house, right? Yeah. They want to hate that. Like, that's just the world we live in now. And they find a reason to hate whoever it may be. And when and I say internet, they love because they could just troll all day. 
Yeah. And that's what I was seeing about big snow. Just one right after the other. This is dumb. This is stupid. Skiing should stay outdoors. I was like, what does it matter, dude? Like just do it. It's fun. And these city people, now more of them can do it because it's right there. So it'll become more popular. So the outside will benefit from it. Yeah. You know, traditional ski areas and no, just hate. Take some of the traffic away from the other ski areas that are close by that now they were a little crowded. Now they're a little less crowded because people are going to big snow. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I think it's owned fun. by Mountain Creek too, isn't it? Um, it's the same family, right? Operated by that company. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Who are they? Snow, Snow. I just saw it. Well, but yes, you're right at any rate. Well, that was the thing I we, kind of, we talked about after you know our first initial thoughts were like, this is going to be a game changer for kids, like urban kids in that area who maybe oh, yeah. parents didn't have money, didn't have time to take them to the to Poconos or you know Mountain Creek or whatever. Oh, yeah. They're going to have school programs set up that take these kids there after school. You're going to have some of the sickest park riders in the next 15 years coming out oh, of that yeah. area. Yeah. Where you else want to talk you about leveling the playing field. You, you talk about leveling the, the playing field for racial equality. That's how you do it. You put big yeah. snow in a big urban area, and now it's at least close and available to people from, uh, if they don't have a car, they can get there by bus, they can get by, by train. I mean, it's, you know. Million percent. Know. Yeah. Yep. No, I agree. The The racial topic, it's been big lately in snow sports and I've been kind of avoiding it. But Wise to way. that point, yes, absolutely. But to that yeah. point, I agree. Like the more these things get popular, like if 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 big snow and the American dream complex itself bounces back from the financial just the second bad. one they've had to deal with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like if they bounce back, that thing's going to get popular. And Triple Five, when uh, they put out plans to build another complex just like this one down in Miami with a ski mm-hmm. hill, like now, now it's another urban area, hugely diverse city, Miami, wonderful place. Um, but now you get more city people who want to do it and they want to build that one in right. Fairfax, Virginia, another place where there's people. And the more popular these things get, they're going to put them up everywhere. I've told all my friends from back in Las Vegas, I was like, mark my words, there's going to be one right next to that Raiders stadium out there. And yeah. dude, I might move back to Vegas if they open that thing, dude. If I can nice. gamble and ski all in the same building, like how if cool they let you back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they let me back, like that's from the top of the there. stratosphere, that could be like the top of the uh, the ski yeah. hill and have it go down. They might as well, dude. Like they got right? all kinds of cool shit on top of the stratosphere. You might as well add this too. Uh, Bunch of jump skating, and run or ski run right right around the side of it. That'd be awesome, right? Well, think about too, like the the you know big snow that was that had to be a designed in what the early two thousands because they started mm-hmm. building it in oh five oh six somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to think within 15 years, the technology, think about like roller coasters. Like mm-hmm. when a roller coaster comes out, it's at the, you know, the, the peak of you know, the physics that they can do at that time, physics and manufacturing. Sure. Well, when they design it and then it takes, you know, a year, however long to actually build it. Yeah. The same thing definitely would play into something like this. The, in 15 years, the, the technology that's advanced in building an indoor ski slope it has cool. to have evolved tremendously. The cooling, oh God, the yeah. angle they could they could uh, you know create the hill at the size of the the container building. Oh yeah, I mean I you're mean, gonna. I mean, how long till we actually see like a Whistler, like an indoor Whistler, full yeah. size, double mountain? I wouldn't be surprised, man, because there's four thousand feet of vertical indoor. Dude, there's been companies when they started building these things um, in Asia, like in Japan and China, that were ready. Like they didn't want to build a building and put a snow ski slope in it. They just wanted to build the building over the ski slope and have done with it. Like that's what they wanted to do. It's not far off, dude. You're not wrong. Like I bet next 20 years, easy. 
easy. Dude, Arthur Kill. What do you do with Arthur Kill landfill? You turn that into a ski slope. Pile the garbage garbage? as high as you can. Who's going to care? (laughs) I said vertical you could get out of that. (laughs) It's funny you say that because I used to make that joke anytime driving past Hartford. If you're just north of Hartford, Connecticut, man, they got a big landfill there. I'm like, dude, I could ski that shit right now. Yeah. (laughs) Straight up. It really is. You look at it, you're like, this really could, because they usually do like golf courses over it, but I'm like, why don't you do a ski ski run off it? You know? Why not? Like it's already built up. Just do it. I I think think I saw something in a magazine. There's one country, I think it was like, uh, I don't know, somewhere did, it was in a magazine and they took the landfill and they did a grass ski thing uh, next to a building. Oh, that's cool. And I was that, like, yeah, it could be grass skiing too. What that, about that, fake grass? What okay. about we do, well, a, do a video this year? Like when it gets, if there's a really big dumping of snow in the Meadowlands, like we can go see big snow in the background and we'll like, we can skin up the garbage piles and actually like <laughs> ski down, do like a documentary. do it. I and we'll go it. to Arthur Kill. Then we'll go up to Staten Island the next day. We'll have like a whole like oh, garbage, yeah. a garbage backcountry tour. Of, <laughs> garbage, uh, oh, garbage Price ski State tour. Garbage, garbage ski tour. tour would be the most amazing thing to come out that year. Screw TGR. Respect to them, but screw yes. them. Screw Matchstick. Screw all of them. Not Pollard. I love Pollard. But everybody else, that's the winner. Garbage ski tour. <laughs> oh, we definitely have to have our boys. backcountry gear because if you fall in, man, somebody's got to save you. Oh, you're gone, dude. You're <laughs> gone. <laughs> Dumpster Boys Backcountry Edition. <laughs> that would be amazing. There's nothing wrong with that. Like that's a win. That's an Oscar-winning film right there. I'm writing that down. That's another award-winning. Writing it. Well, it's funny. Like so, the inside joke is we call ourselves the Dumpster Boys. Mm-hmm. Our boy Rem came up with that. Uh, so where we did our share house up at Killington, um, sure. Yeah, at Pinnacle, it has the bus that kind of loops around and you know brings you to the mountain. And where yeah. our condo was. It was, was building E or whatever, but it was right yeah. next to the dumpster. So oh, delicious. They'd, be like, they'd be like, oh, so what building are you at? We're like, we're at the dumpster. They're like, oh, yeah, we know what that is. <laughs> I know so we're at. like, so we don't know what the name of the building is, but we know it's at the dumpster. We became the dumpster boys. You know the dumpster stop? That's us. Dumpster, <laughs> that's boys. dumpster boys garbage tour, dude. That's 100%. I'll throw in on that. Backcountry garbage, garbage tour. Backcountry edition. <laughs> I mean, I can only throw like ten bucks at it, but it's ten bucks. <laughs> it's ten bucks, man. We're that's, that's garbage. That'll pay for the tetanus shot. Too much. <laughs> and bail, perhaps. You're going to need bail and tetanus shots. I don't think you anybody's don't arresting bail. us. There's just it's nah, just a no tetanus. Bail. <laughs> no bail. Shit, I'll make the call. I'll be like, dude, we want to do this. We're filming. Don't charge us. Just let us go up. It's fine. Yeah. Dude, Nobody's going to get hurt. Nobody's going to die. Dude, dude, I'm only gonna- sick. We're just going to snowplow, but it's going to be fucking amazing. <laughs> if we find bodies, we're not going to say a goddamn thing, I assure you. Not at all, dude. We saw track, nothing. Man. We saw nothing over I here. Saw nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Snitches get stitches, baby. <laughs> we're right. skiing already as it is. We're going to get stitches anyhow. <laughs> so, Tim, you're saying oh, you've I been doing it. this for about a year and a half now. Yes, sir. So, where exactly are you located? I am in Hartford, Vermont, which is right next to White River Junction, Vermont. I can see the I can practically see the uh, the uh, the junction of I-89 and I-91. Okay, cool. That's where I am. Um, So you get bounced around to a bunch of different mountains. I am an hour, right? Yeah, within an hour. Um, In fact, I'm two hours from every mountain in Vermont, about maybe a little more for like Jay Peak, um, because you got to kind of go down a bunch of side roads to get there. Yeah, 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 but two hours flat. Um, and then most of them under an hour, like I can make suicide six in 25 minutes. Um, oh, wow. Killington's 40 minutes from here. It's Killington's 35 miles. And that's to go to 
um, up Killington's main road there, the Killington Road, the access road right to the main base. If I stop at um, Hill Four uh, there, Skyship. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Skyship. If I stop You're there, I could be four there. Four hours from hour. Hill Farmstead. About <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> About that, about four, right. four hours, eh, four or five. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm located, man. Like uh, I, That's I can nice get. It, it, it really is, and that, and then New Hampshire is a whole other, you know, there's a whole other world there. I can even dip into Maine less than three hours. Oh, so it's wow. not bad. Yeah, you got that new Saddleback Mountain. There's a nice story Saddle. right there with the reopening yeah, they, this year. I'm I'm happy for him, man. That's, That's great. Awesome. I hope it works out, man. Like, cause that town, or so they say. I've never actually never been in that part of Maine. I've only been to the Maine Shore. I won't lie about it. Um, but Saddleback, man, they said the town was aching for it. The the fans were aching for it, and these people think they can do something with it. I say go for it, man. Yeah, so go cool. for it. You, you can't. After we see how COVID has ravaged ski areas and just the quality of life, why the hell not? If you can yeah. get some good times out of it, some laughs and some fun, it's worth it. Yeah, just go for it. And I mean, if you lose, that sucks. Vale will pick you up though in a year or two. It's fine. Vale will pick yeah. you up. It, it's it's fine. Exactly. Man. They pick up everybody. They'll be the monopoly. Like it'll just be Vale, and that's it. Vale. This is this but, is the concern, going skiing. Though. No, we're going veiling. We're, we're going veiling. We have our epic pass. We're going veiling. Where? Everywhere. Everywhere. Anywhere. Wherever Va- one can veil. Colorado. We're going to veil, you know, New Hampshire, veil, Vermont. Veil everywhere. <laughs> well, this is like, you know. It's almost like the were- South Park with the uh, Tanjovi, with the uh, yep. Jersey mm-hmm. taking over. Yeah. Jersey taking over. You got Jersey, Colorado. <laughs> we got Jersey. <laughs> well, this kind of goes into like, you know, a topic that came up on the, the East Coast ski chat that, you know, Tim, that we're both, you know, parts of is that, yeah. you know, Vale had a big announcement today about the Epic yep. Pass and reservations, and it's going to be mm-hmm. uh, you have to be a pass holder to make a reservation. What that's going to look like, and this also, you know, there was that huge kind of power that battle the last year or two where Vale and Altera were buying up every resort, putting yep. them on the passes, and mm-hmm. now everyone, both of those companies, all their resorts having record numbers well, until COVID hit, of course, of sure. skier and border visits. Now we're starting to see how important those small mom and pop indie mm-hmm. ski hills yeah. are because they're not going to have the numbers that these resorts are. But as a skier or border, you can go, I'm gonna, it's a good day today. I'm going to go and, and get a lift ticket, which it yeah. looks like the big places. That's going to be a pain in the ass this year. Well, it, think it, about it. You limit the number of people that go there. The overflow has got to go somewhere, right? It's like so golfing, at, it's like golfing it at Pebble Creek every day or Pebble Beach, yeah. right? Isn't it like it's a public course, but it's like a three-year wait Pebble list? Creek too. I can golf there. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know where that is, but yeah, I can. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what skiing is going to become. It's going to take on the worst. It's already had some of the bad aspects of golf. Now it's going to take on the worst aspects of it. It, yeah. it's, it's going to be interesting to watch because I've, I've always said, never count out the little guy. You'll get just yeah. as much snow. You'll get probably more runs. Um, it's going to be great. And this year, like you said, you know, with having to, you know, pass holders are going to get, um, you know, obviously veil for Epic is the only one who's confirmed that pass holders are really going to get, um, priority, but you know, icons going to be just copying and pasting the same thing next week and doing it. Um, you know, mountain collective, you name it, you pick your Epic, pick your, um, mega pass. It's all going to be the same thing. And then the, the mountain specific passes are going to be the same. Um, but these little guys, they don't, they're not doing that because they're just not. They can't. So, they can't. They yeah. they need whoever they can get. And you know, if there's a day 
say Epic here, you know, I got Mount Snow, Chemo and Stowe all within yeah. an hour, hour and a half, you know, I can't get in that day. I'm like, well, screw it. Whaleback's right across the, right across the border. It's a little mountain right off the highway and it's, it's a cool place. It's got a cool vibe. Like, yeah. They're like, please come hang out, you know? And I'm like, absolutely. I'll come hang out there. And yeah. I think, I think that's one of the wonders of the indie pass. As a matter of fact, that's the one I'm going to use because I want to hit these little places. I don't want to deal with, you know, the nonsense. Yeah. I mean, I'm still going to get my days at like Killington, like Mount snow, because you know, I have a history with those places, but you know, it, and they're Most great. Days, they're so much they fun. are great. They are so much fun. But a um, holiday weekend at Killington, Christmas week is going to oh, be it's, it's a nightmare on a great week. This <laughs> year, it's going to be a complete nightmare. You, you, like you won't it. be able to go potentially unless you're no. there really early. It's going to be it's going to be disappointing. Even think about it. let's say you you stay up there right now. You go to some of these resorts, you stay up there, plan to ski the next day. Now you, you can't get a, a reservation to go ski. Yeah. I mean, no, people are going to be shot out and stuck. I like, I kind of liken it back to the days, um, back in the American ski company days, skiing company days, you know, we had Mount snow. Haystack was all was at that point was owned by the same company. It was just an overflow uh, yeah. mountain. And yeah. me and my buddies, when free hermitage you know, club, exactly <laughs> pre oh that poor hermitage club so polishing sad. a turd yeah like, why would well you let's make it exclusive that? okay it's still a turd yeah. to near forty thousand to ski this 1400 feet of vertical ridiculous foolishness but back when it was public the awesome thing was is everybody go to mount snow so on our days off we'd take ourselves right down the road we'd have haystack to ourselves nice. and it was wonderful and that's kind of i think the same thing you're going to get especially this year like any other year you know without the restrictions oh well, no it actually still holds you know like you said pick a pick a holiday week you know, at yeah. Killington, Mount Snow, Chemo, Stowe, you name it, Mad River Glen, even, you know, that's where everybody's going. I'm going, you know, I'd rather go to Bolton, Suicide Six, Magic Mountain for that matter, all all in Vermont, obviously. And, you know, that's that's the better that's the better way to go, man. If you want yeah. to, you know, if that's what you want. Like you I know. mean, time's gonna tell, but I, I almost think that the the smaller ski areas will have the ability to outperform the larger ski areas. Potentially, uh, because they might be a little bit more nimble and a little bit more innovative, right? So they can, I think so, kind of pivot quicker. Potentially, like it depends on how their corporate, like how the big ones run their run their mountains. Do they let them, you know, run off leash and do their own thing, or are they going to be tightly held? Like, so that's why you know. And I think everybody's been still waiting about like with the passes and the the ownership of all the mountains is going to kill those mountains or some of them, right? It might like they do have the advantage of the corporate money. Yeah. So they can just throw money around. Um, however, um, you know, the little guys are going to be like, well, we have to, we have no choice, but to adapt, yeah. you know, we don't have money to throw at it. So they have to stay one step ahead. We're going to do some crazy shit. We're yeah. gonna try it because we can. And yeah, they yeah. may Absolutely. make magic happen, which I know Absolutely. in that same, same, uh, you know, thread we were talking on today. It, yep. I was like, what's, why don't they just bring, instead of like worrying about your big cafeterias and your limits, open up the parking lots, bring in food trucks, have outdoor yep. bars, you know, yeah. uh, heat lamps, mm -hmm. uh, outdoor seating. Like you could turn into like almost like a, like a festival parking lot. Big ass yurts. It's all about your technology, yurts. bro. I all love the yurt. yurt. We're pro yurt. I love the yurt podcast. Oh, dude. 
With don't have to sell me on the yurt. I would move into a yurt tomorrow if I could. If I had a piece of land, boom, yurt's going up. I need a second bedroom, awesome. second yurt. I'm fine with that. So my stepson tells me the other day, he's explaining to me that there's a, a rapper out there, Little Yachty. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. So I told Brian, I'm like, you got a new baby coming, Little Yurty. That's Little Yurty. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. That's one of our, oh, one of our taglines is Yacht to Yurt. Yacht to Yurt. Not that we have a yacht. Or a yurt, but it's uh, aspirational. You're little cheaper, yachty man. to little yurty. Think of that. Summer, right? you're on the yacht. Winter, you're in the yurt. Yacht Get to the yurt. yurt first. It's cheaper. Uh, you can listen fab. to little yachty on the yacht. Listen to little yurty in the yurt. Prefab <laughs> yurts. That could be our new company. Absolutely. Oh, oh, I'm, I yurts. I'm done with the hip hop, though, man. I'm not. I'm all 90s, baby. I don't know. Do yurt construction. <laughs> we just go up there, throw up these yurts, and then ski all day. No, but like, I, said, I would like do it. Prefab, like almost like an umbrella. It. You put up the yurt, you party, you put the yurt down, you throw it in the truck, and you get going. Oh, private right? VIP yurts. VIP travel yurts, dude. Travel that's a, that's, oh, that's an idea that's ahead of its time. Right? The world's not better. ready for that yet. They wouldn't know what to do with it. We're idea and just guys. for the wow factor, you <laughs> bring them in need... on a helicopter and drop that yurt right there. Shit. That's ready party. With the DJ in there and food. That's some bougie shit right there. That's right. That's, that's what we're talking about. This is how we operate. All we need is an engineer and a money person, and we're golden. We so I started watching that. I started watching that stupid <laughs> below deck uh, where they're on the the yachts, the super yachts, and I'm yeah, just man. intrigued by it because I, I see these yachts. I'm like, holy shit, they're amazing, right? People like that at the end of the week or in a few days, they're giving out a tip to the these crews of like twenty grand. I'm like, if we do the the gourmet curated yurt. Right on the mountain, drop it in, whatever. Boom, we could charge a ton of money. Ton and a half of ton money. And a half, man. What you could sleep up there. Awesome. I'm also, I'm also thinking charcuterie drones. Charcuterie drones. Just drones. What? That's drones, part of the deluxe VIP package. Drones deploying charcuterie. Got some salami, a little gabagool, <laughs> some cheese. Just <laughs> dropping shit. it down. Charcuterie <laughs> drones. You need you barbecue drones. You could have it, it doesn't end. Champagne drones. Dude, that, <laughs> that's beyond investor money. You need sponsorship. Like that's some boar's head shit. Like this there, you need Elon to call Musk. that. See, there you go. We get boar's like, head on board. Elon Musk and boar's head. Fuck yeah, dude. Elon would be down for that, dude. He'll figure out how to put that shit on Mars too, I man. For so. you. He'll take oh, that yeah. to the next level. He'll take that to a level you can They could land the yurt. They just the yurt goes off from wherever and it lands right where you want it. It's like biodome, but better. Yeah. We're gonna need Elon and the rockets to refuel the drones mid-flight. I'm gonna I'm gonna write to Elon today. Charter write it down. Drones. I love him. Yurt X. Great. Yurt X. <laughs> Yurt X for the win. <laughs> Yurt X. Dear Elon. If I ever build a yurt, I'm spray painting that on the side. Yurt X. Yurt X. X. Dear Elon. What do you think about Yurt X? We had another Elon. You know you see the potential in it, Elon. All you got to do is cough up a couple bucks. You know you got it. And then to document your baller experience, Ski Rex Media does a whole 360 review of of your thing as a keepsake to take for you and your bougie friends. Dude, I'm there, baby. I'm there. I'll crew? sell out to the Are highest better. I don't give a shit. Can we get Alba Ventures to do the film if you don't have a film crew? Oh, like, look at this. We, just yes, start, dude. we start incorporating. <laughs> we got a community here. It's a, I'll like do a, it, dude. I'll sell out. I don't care. I don't need money, but I won't turn it away. We could start a new company with all these people. Yurt Village. That's us. Yurt Village. Yurt Village. Oh, Yurt that Village. would be the ultimate. 
buy a piece of land, put a yurt village, all yurts. No, this, yeah. this is exactly going to turn out like that wild, wild country then. This is going to remember, like, did you watch that on Netflix <laughs> with that one that, that Osho guy started that cult in, in uh, cult. Oregon? No. Yeah, you got to watch Wild, wild Wild Country on wild, Netflix. Wild Wild Country. Oh, it was originally it's a documentary country. film. It's awesome. He was like a yogi. And of course, there's some weird sex cult because that's what always oh, happens. Whoa. Oh. Well, we have to have a sex always. cult too. Can we have a yurt sex cult? Well, not that there's that's anything wrong with gross. that. I don't want to do that. But our cult is looking like a bunch of dudes right now. So that's yeah. true. Not bunch of dudes like like wrong with that. That's fine too. I don't judge, man. Do what you want with who you want. Just yeah. wash your hands after. That's all I yeah. care about. There you go. Pre COVID too. Like wa- all of our yurts are washed down heavily after every use. Absolutely. I promise. I'll seal of approval. Wear your mask. Wear. It's funny. I'm looking at my notes. I got all these little notebooks around me. This is not the first time we've mentioned yurt X. I know this it is- keeps coming up. <laughs> We actually That's had a whole thing. Destin, no, Destin. I think it's when Mario got his marijuana license, uh, yes. we had a whole that the first episode. I think it's when Pimp yurt My X. Yurt came up. Pimp My, Pimp yurt. my yurt and Yurt X. <laughs> Watch out, though. Pimp My Yurt. You're gonna have to give money to MTV and Paramount. They got oh. trademark of the Pimp My shit. Really? really? All the Pimp Mys? I'm, I'm sure they do, dude. They they're they're all about the money. They're gonna trademark every last piece. They're gonna trademark every little wor- syllable in that word. Syllable. Damn. You pimp my something, you're gonna have to give up some money. But then again, they might be embarrassed. Be like, yeah, I remember that show. That was stupid. Take it. What yeah, if right? we move to Andorra? Then they don't. Have, they only they have jurisdiction there. <laughs> That's I fine. All they, I think all they used to do on that show is put TVs on everything. Yeah, I got a little Volkswagen Beetle. Let's put some TVs fucking and blenders, TVs on this and an Xbox. Okay, I remember. Right. They put a blender in like a 70 something firebird, dude. I couldn't believe it. Nice. So, wow. Smoking the bandit. Always needed a cocktail. Man. <laughs> they certainly did not, dude. Some of that shit was silly as hell. And you know, somebody silly. like crashed like a horrible crash trying to make a fucking margarita while they're driving. <laughs> <laughs> he died doing what he loved. But I didn't use margaritas. my cell phone. Like, you're not supposed to hold anything. Dude, come on. <laughs> Dude, you're cutting lemons hard. on the dash while you're going 100 miles an hour. Like, it's not hard. It's like, not no, hard. No, your dashboard is now a giant cutting board. <laughs> you know what? You can Natural hard. selection, dude. That's all that is. Natural you can, selection. Uh, you can fillet yeah, a fish exactly. when you're at a traffic light if you want to. <laughs> I've seen some crazy shit in cars. I don't need to see that, dude. I don't want to see Yeah, that. right? I don't, like a I've smoker seen... in the back? The trunk is a smoker. Actually, I don't know, dude. I can get into that. <laughs> that would be kind of nice, right? I am driving. Barbecue, man. I, I don't know. Well, let's say you're going on a trip up to your favorite scare. You get a nice brisket. You chuck it in there. Oh, yeah. Smokes for four hours, five hours. You get up there. Boom, ready to eat. Hope you That's guys are hungry. Wasn't yeah, there some guy who was doing like a whole like a uh, like YouTube channel about cooking food on his engine block? The carburetor. Yeah, like, yeah you wrap it in foil up. and you put it on your engine block yeah. and kind of cooks it. I mean, you got. Didn't they have like time. a? Didn't they have a product that you could buy for, for the carburetor? Like the oh, carburetor really? cooker? <laughs> you, I gotta look for it. You just shove it in your muffler and you're gonna be fine. It's gonna oh, be delicious. That's so foul, dude. That's so foul, man. Food safety. There's a reason we have it. There's a reason why the guy comes around and says, you can't do this. Yeah. Cooking so great bad. meals with your car engine. I like it. I don't that's, think you could a great meal with a car engine. That's extremely efficient. Well, you wrap it in a foil, you just get in the heat. <laughs> You put I an mean, air freshener in like there. Wisebread.com. All right. Look at that. I'm with it, man. You know what? If it's a thing, I can't deny it. I don't judge. I'm with oh, it. Let's they try have, it. it they have engine cooking no-nos as well. So <laughs> <laughs> probably a long list of those. Is it oh is an engine cooking a no-no? 
They have hot dogs. Say, in some foil already... on a on a block right now. Oh, oh my god! So foul, Sausages, dude. chicken, crabs, Cajun shrimp, and plenty of vegetables. <laughs> Can't we just buy the grill that fits in the trunk, dude? Like, isn't that easier? I like the smoker to seal the up that whole like trunk and just. I do like that idea. Put that nice smoke in there and just you let it. Pickup truck, smoker in the back in the pickup truck. That about getting really pulled over in that thing, man. Like, bro, you, you just like, me over in like two and, hours. This person would be snow. ready. <laughs> like, I'd bribe you with lunch, bro, but I can't because it's not ready. Two hours. I'll do it 115 on the same road. <laughs> Your cops are going to be like, <laughs> well, we're going to have to confiscate this now. I like <laughs> take well, all your brisket. You can go. <laughs> I mean, for the places where it's not legal anymore, it'll definitely hide other vapors and smells and scents coming out of your car. So I guess there is definitely True. a plus. Touche. You know. Here in Vermont, I mean, it's fine. You can do whatever you want here. Nobody cares, but you just can't sell it. You can sort of sell it. You trade think. it, man. Sort of sell it. Yeah, you can sort trade it. it. You can <laughs> hand it to somebody and then they can leave the money on your dresser. It's kind of that whole gig. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. I don't know. All my friends who grow it, they keep it for their own personal use anyway. They don't share. Well, it's good that there they can go. grow it. Like, they're still mm-hmm. fighting uh, to have sufficient grow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. We uh we can grow your own, man. Six plants, two mature, four immature, and you're nice. good. Got a little so. mini herb garden. Like I, I saw a commercial for an herb garden the other day. I'm like, I know exactly what that's for. <laughs> that's <laughs> They're showing it with herbs and stuff. I'm like, yeah, there's no herbs that's, going in that it's shit. It's like, no. I know I need so much goddamn rosemary. I need this huge plant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I, I fucking no. love rosemary. Just be honest, dude. Just, just basil honest. in there. Mm, honesty. Going. And that's honesty is a beautiful thing. And that's kind of, you know, one thing we touched on before the interview started is we're all kind of doing what works for us and we're just kind of yeah. sharing what we enjoy doing and that's what makes it so much fun is that you know it's easy to like been like oh man tim's tim's our he's our competition like we want to shut him down it's like nope who's competing with anybody we're all just kind of doing our own thing like everyone's just having fun you know oh, and yeah. but we can kind of work together and talk talk the things together i think it makes us all grow you know absolutely it's, it's not a zero-sum game like and it's it's fun because like we talked about earlier, it's so easy to fight people and look online and see see someone and be like, oh, they're doing this and this is what I do, or they think this. And it's like, dude, if you actually talk to a person, you're gonna realize you're all kind of in the same boat, but you're all doing your own thing in your own special way. You know, you're yeah. all being your own showing you're know, making your own vision, your own manifestation. And that's what Absolutely. makes it so much fun. Yeah, man. Like it, it, it's it's definitely not a competition. Everybody's trying to be, I mean, of course, you know, maybe we aren't all the most original folks in the world, meaning that, you know, you're going to talk about a topic. I'm going to talk about a topic, but it's in the news. So everybody's talking about it. That's right. not really a case of originality. It's everyone more has that, their own take too. Which is exactly. Cool. Your spin is going to be different than my spin. Maybe you're pro something and I'm anti something, or maybe you make one joke or I take a different angle or whatever it may be, or, you know, and we're not the big guys. Like we're not even trying to take down the big guys. Like, you know, we're, I'm not, you know, I, I do write my news stories every day, but I'm not trying to go up against unofficial or, or snow brains or, or TGRs written stuff. Like I'm not trying to do that. Like those guys have whole armies of writers and everything. I'm just little old me trying to make yeah. my own little own spot here in little old Vermont. Like that's all I'm trying to do. And I hope that you, everybody likes it. Everybody has fun. I'll see you out on the Hill. We'll have a good time. That's all I want, dude. I don't yeah. want to compete. I, I like doing this. I like, I was so excited when y'all said, Hey, do you want to come on? I was like, hell yeah, I do. Like, I'm not awesome. saying no to that, dude. Like, that's amazing. <laughs> no, I'm that glad you're awesome. able to make it on too. This is a lot of fun. 
dude, so much fun. I'm so happy right now. I'm just like ecstatic. Like, ain't yeah. there's no need for anything tonight. Like, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad um, you finally made. You know, you, uh, we have to make this work out, and we finally got you on. Yeah, I man. did. I read your article about ski yoga today. Oh, that yeah. one. Is that an older even... story? Is that like a recent one? That's an older one. Okay. I'm surprised I came back up. That was God. That was almost a year ago. At it least showed up because I, uh, I I I mentioned it like last year, the year before. I'm like I'm like man. Every year I want to get into yoga, and this year with this whole lockdown and quarantine, I actually because my wife she does the uh, the beach body on demand. I'm sure. like I'm going to use your your login, and I've actually been doing it about two or three times a week for the last since like April. And yeah. I got to tell you, I feel so much like just like I feel like my body works better like i things have been like stretched out and the hips have been popped out and my core nice. is stronger like i'm excited yeah. to ski i mean my legs are a little weaker because i haven't been doing as many squats and all that crap but yeah. i feel like i'm excited to see how my body is going to work this year because of the yoga the yoga is an amazing thing i got into it one of my friends in new jersey she used to do it all the time she was good at it she's like here try this and got me into it i have to get back into it because man i felt great i was stronger i was more flexible i i just felt better yeah. you know it, it's a wonderful thing i try to sell it to everybody even though i don't do it as much as i should um you know i need to discipline myself a little better that's whatever but you know i sell it to everybody even like and a lot of the guys a lot of the dudes you know they, they make fun of that shit all the time I'm like dude try it you will re- is great yeah. i was that guy for so you, long really like, I used I'm to take fully, it at the gym, just jump into a class yeah. in the gym. Now I stretch and foam roll every night. Yeah, the absolutely. Way, like, the way like holding poses, like you think, oh, it's so easy. It's like, dude, it is not easy at goddamn all. Like you realize how no. stupid your body works. Like no, you're yeah. sitting in a chair all day. Like you're like, oh, my body can't do anything. No, my friends are always like, you know, it's the dumbest thing. It's so easy. I was like, dude, go try. I dare you to try it for just a half an hour, yeah. half an hour, easy stuff. And you will get whooped straight up. And I, but I tell them, I'm like, dude, we're all in our forties now, bro. This is, this shit will reverse time yep. to a point, you know, oh, yeah. and you feel great and you get stronger and you just, it's, it's just wonderful. And, you know, I mean, so it's what are a the, good place to meet women. I don't know. Like, yeah. Pick your positive. I don't know. There's tons. It's, it's not a lot of negatives. I mean, I've seen no a lot of positives, negatives. and there's like no real negative. No, you got to you got to check your ego. That's about it. Your ego is an all. asshole anyway. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that 100. Screw the ego and just do it. You'll have a good time. And if not, you you'll don't have feel to amazing. Yeah. Oh yeah. You'll feel amazing. So one of the funniest things is uh, me, Steve, <laughs> and John. We decided we're going to do a spin class because we do spin few days a week, you know, kind of keep in shape in the off season. And then we're like, let's jump into a, a yoga class right after. And we're mm-hmm. like, they can, we'll get a nice stretch and all. I didn't sweat that much in my entire life because oh, yeah. you're already warmed up from spin. And then you jump in the yoga class and you just start pouring sweat and you're like, Oh my God, this is killing me. But so good for you. It is. It's, it's a wonderful thing. I tell, you know, and I, I saw that ski yoga program, from back in the day. I don't remember the specifics. I'd have to read it again myself, but it's like, what a great idea. And it's not something that has to take hours out of your day. Like if you do just a half hour before you hit the hill, that's that much better. You will perform that day. I think yeah. anyway. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're y'all warmed up, you're stretched out, you're feeling good. And uh, yeah, it's, I, I'm excited to see the, uh, if there's any, any uh, benefits from it this upcoming season, but I, I would encourage anyone just to mm-hmm. just to find a court. I mean, you can find some free stuff on YouTube too. Like it's not like you yeah. pay money or you know, there's almost no oh. investment necessary just to try it out. 
Yeah, not yeah. at all. Like, I mean, obviously, if you have a coach, you're going to do it better. You know, I, I, I don't like paying for trainers, but I always, always a, you know, I always did better when I had someone to show me how to do it, but you're right. You go on YouTube and you can just put in beginner yoga and you'll be met with a thousand things, you know, and you can just try it and just, just try it. That's what I say. Just try it. If you don't like it, you don't like it. I mean, but I I say nothing ventured, nothing lost. Yeah. Nothing ventured nothing lost, but then nothing gained. So get out there, try it. You're going to like it. And if you don't, then I don't know. When we were in, um, I think it was Jackson hole. We we're eating lunch that one day. And I started talking to the group next to us and they were there with a group that was on a ski, uh, yoga trip. So they would do yoga in the morning, ski, do yoga at night. And you know, they, they would eat nice clean meals like for dinner and stuff. But then, they just have a good time. And I was like, that's a great concept. So it was kind of like, it wasn't really a retreat because they just booked it as a group, but then they had people that would instruct them on yoga. It was, I was like, that's a great concept. Like, that's an awesome idea. Cause how whooped do you at the end of the day and you need a nice stretch? You know what I mean? Like you need a hot tub and a stretch, you know, yeah. yoga gets that done. Sexy that's yoga yurt. Sexy yoga. Now I'm sold. The yoga twice. yurt. Yoga yurt. So in your village, there's sexy yoga yurt and yoga yurt, whatever you yes. want. Do you want the sexy version or the normal version? Got the yurt complex in in yurt village. Whichever like one you're it. old enough to enter. Yeah. I'm writing that. I'm writing that down. Yurt X village now. Turn yurt, yurt X village. Village. It's gonna be a whole town of yurts. It's gonna be amazing. Well, and speaking they, of sexy, yoga yurt. Speaking of sexy. So now we're uh, ready. This is this is actually been a. It's flown by the time, but we're actually hitting 46 minutes already. So now one thing I know you do, and I, sorry. I'm sorry I haven't been able to get onto any of these. You do a live stream every Saturday night, right? Nice. Sir. How did Many that all start and what is involved in that? All right. So the live stream and hashtag virtual operate party straight came up out of COVID quarantines, lockdowns, stay at homes, whatever. Um, at one point I was sitting here one night thinking, God damn, I'm now, now I'm starting to get bored and I'm just bored i have nothing to do and I, I look at my my setup here my laptop and i'm just like well i got a camera in it i might as well do something with it i well pull my schlong out right yeah i mean it was it was that chatterbait and yeah i could probably make more money that way but you know i was like i'll try this why not so i says to everybody out there who follows it i was like hey saturday night we can't do anything and uh i was like let's do let's do a live stream and we'll call it an, an operate party since we can't operate right now. And this was in, well, I don't think I started doing it until like April. And uh, I said, Let, let's, let's just do it. And so each week I pick a topic. Sometimes it's not my topic. Sometimes I'll, I'll straight up be honest. Like I'm not creative at all this week. Someone give me something to talk about. And someone gives it, you know, sometimes it's Rob. Sometimes it's one of the guys we talked to in the PNW. Sometimes it's someone completely random. And uh, I say, all right. And I come on and I just talk for an hour about whatever it is. And we have the chat along the side. I don't know. I don't really have the technology to get people to talk, but they can type. So I'm like, I can talk to them. Fuck it. Let's do it. And every week, man, we talk about shit. And sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's stupid. Sometimes it's not funny. You know, it could be anything because it's live and it's wonderful. It's a good time. And if you guys can check it out, we're doing, I'm doing one this Saturday. Um, It might have to be about sexy something now. You know, I don't know. Could be yurts. Do you have to be in the bathtub when you're participating in this or is this optional? No, that is 100% optional. I think he's got that bit copywritten and trademarked now. Good for him. Um, 
that's nice. that, that's one of the most wonderful things. He, I think he even admitted at one point I was able to put a Twitter feed on the live stream and he popped that up and I saw, and it didn't throw me. Like, I think part of his intent was to throw me. And I was like, that didn't, I, I applauded. I was like, bravo, sir. There's <laughs> nothing better that I've seen today than that. That is the uh, most awesome thing. And I hope he can make something of it. Um, I, I really think we should somehow get him a, uh, a canvas painted version of that photo so he can hang it in his home. I'm like, going to research that tonight. Like in Seinfeld, you know, like the George, when he's in like that picture of him. Like I think yeah. that could be Rob's. Uh, that was amazing. Uh, that could be his, like, you know, his Mona Lisa, really. See, and it's funny because to, to bring up Rob in that picture in the live stream, he's a. Uh, He's very active in the Ski Rex media community. Like a lot of the stuff he that comes up in our chat in the live stream, that's him. I mean, there's other stuff like my friends watch it and they support it and everything. And there's never a lot of people, maybe 10, 12 people. Like it's not my biggest bit by far. It definitely is not. Um, maybe it'll grow. I'm only doing it for the summer. And because, you know, when we get back to winter, even though we really can't operate now, we're still going to be out on Saturday. Oh, we'll things. find a way. Yeah, and we'll find people will find a way. It's fine. So Saturday will go back to fun, and then once well, summertime comes around again, we'll do it again. But uh, I says, Rob, man, he's starting to do his own thing. And again, to your point of not competing, we're all kind of doing our own thing. Like it's like, dude, you do shit like that. You do these 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 photos. It's that like you you are in your bathtub in your gear, dude. Like nobody <laughs> does that. You That's win. Awesome. Like you yeah. win, like if it is a competition, you win, but it's not, it's his own niche and it's great. That's what he you know, does. Yeah. I just had a thought. This is almost like everyone's kind of doing their own thing. This is almost like when we can come together and have like a chat or we actually will meet up and ski at some point, hopefully this year, it's yeah, like man. we're forming Ski Voltron. Like everyone's ski like their own lion. Voltron. Everyone's doing their own podcast, video, blogs, whatever. We're all our own lions. Then Dude. when we come together, we form like Ski Voltron. I think we need to have our own ski club go away together and have a big ass like virtual ski club. Yeah. Just like a just pick, like, whole collaboration. Well, I know there's that whole route 100 trip that's happening, in mm. February, which we're hoping to get me part of that. But yeah, like someone's like every month, let's pick a, let's pick a destination, you know, and get everyone just, together. Just you know? I'm with that. I'm with that dude. Like I'm, I'm good with that, man. Pick your place. We can make this stuff happen. We just need a little a bit of organization. Place. If it's a high place, give me a couple extra days. <laughs> in the altitude, we don't mix. If you want to oh, get yeah. onto our backcountry dumpster boy garbage tour, that's a possibility <laughs> too. No you, may, you may get a nosebleed, but it might not be from the altitude. Let's put it that way. That's fine. Sexist. That's fine. I'm good with that. <laughs> what doesn't kill you, dude, makes you stronger. That toughens you up, right? Whatever, yeah. man. I'm good with that. Yeah, man. Uh, it, it, it's kind of great. The live stream. The live stream is great. It, it, it does get kind of goofy. It, it, it. Again, like I said, it's all off the cuff. I don't know what I'm saying. Like for the weekly podcast, typically I have something written down, opinions, thoughts, whatever. This, I'm just like, here I am, dude. Maybe it's good. Maybe it isn't. I'm just going for it. I'm just going that's for awesome. balls, open for the best. And how do and, people uh, find out when that's going on? Say again. How do people find out when that's going on? Um, find out. The best way to find out about the operate party or anything Ski Rex Media related is just to go to skirexmedia.com. You go to the website, everything, every link to YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Patreon, Chatterbox. Try Chat, chat, all the things you wouldn't even believe. <laughs> you want to get weird? You want to get wanna, weird? 
Oh, a friend of mine and I were actually talking something weird. I don't know how gross you guys get on this because this was perverted in a way I can't even imagine. But having two cameras going, one for the YouTube and then one for the chatterbait on the neath is a whole thing. Uh, party on the top. Uh, no, party on the bottom, business on the top. It was the mullet stream. It was a whole thing. Beautiful. It was disgusting. Um, <laughs> you go to SpearExpedia.com to find that. And uh tell you i'm not as young as i used to be so any ladies who want to see that believe me it's not going to be the greatest show on earth now how dare you how dare you got to talk it up um yeah. i'm an honest dude man well, <laughs> well when it comes to that you got to sell the sizzle i i mean i can sell i can bullshit you like dude look sell the sizzle okay. i am i am tim from ski Rex media i am the greatness yes. i am number one <laughs> But I'm not, so that's okay. <laughs> but yeah, skirexmedia.com and then skirexmedia on, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I always put up when it's happening. Try to put up the topic. I actually have to do that next one um, later on here tonight, um, and say, hey, we're doing it, and we're talking about. Well, now there's going to be sexy yurts, but I, I was thinking I was going to do dating and make it disgusting and whatever for Beautiful. that night. And, uh, you know, because, they're, they're, you know, when it comes to hooking up on on a ski weekend, it's either the dudes who want the fantasy. I'm going to fall in love with you rom-com or the dudes are just trying to bang chicks. And that's that's what it is. Yeah. You know, it's not, not that I support or not support either one of those or whatnot. I I'm done with that young guy's life. I'm, I'm done with trying to hit every chick there is on the mountain. Like, that's just you too much need work. to find a divorcee in a big ski house. That's right. That's like an I Aspen divorcee. That. Be selective. I, I have they that have movie to. on DVD too. <laughs> Be I selective. got your pizza That's here. Right. Exactly. Oh, this is a great house. Oh God, so bad. I loved it. Um, but awesome. yeah, Ski Media everywhere will find everything. Beautiful. We're even doing the Discord. I'm even trying a Discord thing. I don't know much about it. I'm trying it. TikToking. No, absolutely not. I'm against it. Ban it. I'm with that yeah. 100%. I see my friends, teenagers doing that shit. I'm like, we need to ban this yesterday. Yeah. Like this yeah. has to go. It's dude. bad. Yeah. Get off the lawn digitally. I mean, pretty much. I, I mean, like, look, I don't want to, I don't want to scrub anybody's creativity, but there are limits and we have to learn those limits yeah. again as, as humankind. That's what well, I, creativity has to continually be redefined. Right. Cause like there's a lot yes. of stuff that's not creativity. Let's put it that way. It's just, it's not, just absolutely. garbage on, on the internet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the internet right. for you. Though. <laughs> yeah. I talked to the 13 year old in the house and he has the, uh, I, I get the, the young opinion from him and he's like mm -hmm. tiktok sucks <laughs> i'm like all right we're not doing tiktok absolutely that's the first 13 year old i've heard that oh what he's am like I it's trash i don't ever want to go on that thing i'm like <laughs> fine yeah is he lying to not get in trouble because i get that i would do that too <laughs> no, that. Yeah. no he's like, always that on youtube great. and playing games man that's he's a gamer hey, I'm he's with a plays i'm with that yeah I would that. I try to do a couple gaming videos for ski rex media now and again to try and broaden the fan base you know i'm not a we need a good know. ski video game, All right? Right? If there's a ski video oh, game, there's a couple of fun ones for like a phone. There, there yeah. are. Um, we need a big the, platform game, like a Xbox or a PlayStation one. Yeah. You know, there, there, can, well, there's, and there's the uh, Aero Ski. You can get the VR goggles and do the Aero Ski. That is yeah. kind of neat too. That I like neat. that. The virtual, uh, the virtual, the VR thing is kind of <laughs> stupid. I got to be honest. So I have it, yeah. and I, uh, I actually love the aero ski, but I tried the VR thing once, and I almost fell off like five times. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! I That's what it. you got a live stream, Brian. You trying that, that absolutely. shit? That's Dude, gold right there. That's aero ski. Like I put on hockey, and I'll do the aero ski for half an hour. It's the best. Yeah, that's cool. I don't want to cool. do a virtual game. I just want to watch hockey, and I'll just do it. It's great. 
I got yesterday. Check I was that doing out. the Peloton while the Islander game was on. I was like, yeah. I had the Islander game right in front of me and play on the Peloton. I was like, this is perfect. I don't miss okay. the game and I get my little workout. Mm-hmm. You know, getting ready, getting solid. TV, right? Oh my yeah. god, it changes the game. It really does. Like people say, how could you go on a treadmill for so long? I'm like. TV. TV, yeah, yeah. Than like, sitting on a couch like a lump, you know, and watching yeah, it. I can't Absolutely. just sit. I can't sit and watch anything anymore. I have to be doing something else. There's too and much to watch. Something positive. Might as well be something positive, right? Yeah, man. No, keep moving. The, the second you stop moving, is the second you die. That's that's the truth. Hundred percent. Absolutely. All right, Tim. We're getting closing on an hour here. This is a uh, this was a nice long conversation. Great chat. Yeah, so, it was. I enjoyed said, it. I, I loved it. I did as well. From skirexmedia.com for all the Skirex Media information, blog, it, podcast. If they want to get check out the live stream, usually Saturday nights, you say you do it? Yep, Saturday nights. If there's one not going, that'll be posted. If there's one is going, that'll be posted. Right. I always try to keep everybody posted on everything I do so everybody knows. That's the move. Very cool. All right, Tim. Thank you so much for joining us. And hopefully we can see you uh, on the mountain sometime soon. You yeah. will, baby. Vermont, come on up. I'll be around. Just tell All me right. where to go. I'll go. Sounds Definitely. Good, man. All right. All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks so much, Tim. Take Thank you. Soon. All right. All right. Enjoyed that. So check Tim out at skirexmedia.com. And if you want to hit us up, podcast at gmail.com. Under the ropes. Mario. I got to take this first This one. first story. This is being tested. In your backyard. Ooh, so Florida mosquitoes, 750 million genetically modified insects are going to be released to try to, uh, I guess, kill some of, reduce some of the local populations of, uh, of mosquito. So the saying, uh, the aim is to reduce the number of mosquitoes that carry diseases like Zika. So they have specific, I guess, um, type of mosquitoes they're targeting. Um, And they're saying it is kind of like a Jurassic Park experiment funded by the public, um, public, you know, with public money. And they're saying activists warm about possible damage to ecosystems, potential of creation of a hybrid insecticide resistant mosquito and other things. Uh, but But the company that's doing this They promise that there will be no adverse risk to humans in the environment and points to the, uh, to a slate of government backed studies. So, so they promise there's not going to be a problem. Yeah. You know, they promise cool. And and they've done that with a lot of stuff. So there, you could believe them all the time, right? Dude, thalidomide. It's great for mothers. Uh, Nothing happens to the mothers or the babies. It's going to be fine. Exactly. No side effects. Listen, look at every goddamn drug you take. Huh. Possible side effects include bloody bowels, yeah. frequent vomiting, massive headaches. And that's a pill for bloody bowel frequent vomiting. And they're like, side effect might be that. It's like, I thought it was going to cure it. But their plan. Do you really think that nothing is going to, this is going to go smooth, smooth, smoothlessly, flawlessly, smooth, no side effects, no problems. We're going to wipe out Zika. We're going to wipe out dengue fever. And everything's going to be wonderful. Well, that's like the love bug down here in Florida. All these things do is they mate and they just basically are useless and they, they hit into cars. So your car is dirty, like disgustingly dirty with all these dead bugs all over your car. And that was an experiment. 
And I believe that experiment was supposed to create something that would get rid of mosquitoes. And you know what it did? It created this, this useless uh, freaking species of, of bug that is just, it could have had worse effects. All they are is just in the way, but God forbid they were created and they could carry extra diseases or something, you know? Um, So their plan is to release the mosquitoes in 2021 in the Florida Keys, which is, you know, a very hardy uh, ecosystem that, you know, can handle these crazy things going. I mean, it's probably one of the more delicate ecosystems that they're going to release 750 million (laughs) modified mosquitoes over a two year period. Well, because tourists, you know, are upset by the mosquitoes. So, so you couldn't just buy some goddamn uh, off and shut yeah. the fuck up? Yeah, shut the fuck up. They they could buy a big can of shut the fuck up and, and not worry about the mosquitoes down there, too. Is there anything else that's a problem? Is Florida too hot for you? <laughs> should we somehow put a dome in to keep you cool in Florida? Like, I think they should. You know? <laughs> you know, it's a problem. It's just everywhere. Pretentiousness. I think that's a problem, too. So. I mean, the arrogance of people. I mean, I get it. We've we've been manipulating nature. Our entire existence nature to suit our own, not even needs, our own likes, selfish preferences, yeah, our own comfort. Like yeah. no, yeah. So I don't know. Though this seems pretty fucked up. It's a lot of goddamn mosquitoes, and um, it's not going to stay in the keys. It's going to go everywhere else. So if it's bad, it's going to fuck up everything. So. They're going to breed with those uh, murder hornets and they're going to make these giant yep. murder mosquitoes now. Murder. Yeah. And they're like, wow, that was a product of this. And if, if Corona wasn't a good uh, example to us all of how stuff could be really spread and mess up everything. Um, I guess we can, we can thank some lab for that one too. But also it could just work out and everything's perfect. That's a possibility too. But if they're they, trying to stay positive. You know, what, what I don't understand, if they eliminate the mosquitoes, right? While that's great, other stuff eats the mosquito. So are they going to automatically substitute for these guys, like these different mosquitoes, like hopefully? But I don't know. There's no guarantee. Can these new mosquitoes breed with the old mosquitoes? And what kind of funky, crazy offspring are they going to create? That's, that's true. You know? Jurassic Park, they mentioned it. Life finds a way. Life finds a way. That's it. Uh, finds a way. Mm-mm-mm. That's why they're saying it's a kind of a Jurassic Park experiment. So, yep. yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, let's see if Florida still in, is still habitable in the. Yeah. It's in all years. Us. It's a, a whole domino effect. If it, we're all fucked if it, if it goes bad. Yeah, they're gonna be breeding with goddamn alligators. <laughs> yeah, just giant flying alligators at that point. Fucking flying. Who knows? And. Can you imagine that? You like sitting there and like, oh, it's getting mauled. It's an alligator. Get it out of it. Get away from me. Alligator mosquito. Oh, Perhaps those Burmese pythons. Maybe they'll breed with the mosquitoes. Damn. Just don't know what's going to happen. I guess we'll find out. Speaking of pretentiousness. Speaking of pretentiousness, final story of the week. Now, if you've never been to the Hamptons in New York, Long Island, which I haven't, some kind of ghetto, and I have no friends out there. I have, but been, I, and it's pretentious as fuck. And it's where fancy rich people summer. 
you gotta go if not just as like a study in like how human douchebaggery happens and where it goes you gotta study it because it's you got everything from the fledgling little douchebag to like the well-renowned established douchebag and they're all douchebag and like "Hmm, yeah yes and it's it's just as snooty and, and ridiculous as it is in the same light it's also pretty fun if you go there. <laughs> Just say yes. I uh, I've been watching the One Bite pizza reviews, and oh, yeah. uh, Portnoy has been in the Hamptons. Yeah, and it just seems like a very bizarre place. Like, it seems like like thirty years ago it was probably just kind of like people chilling at the beach, living there. Some rich people. Yeah, it seems well, like it's gotten very, very like elitist. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, there's always rich people out there because it was like, you know, beachfront in the middle of nowhere, just kind of nice. Uh, even before that was, was it was all whaling, whaling town, towns out there, you know? Yeah. But now it's, it's really nice. And uh, now there's some, there's douchebags, but there's also some really cool stuff that goes out there. A lot of fun to be had. Uh, oh, yeah. Very expensive though. That's the only thing. So what's going on out there right now, besides wonderful summer parties and lots of cocaine? Exactly. Is that in the Hamptons, some hosts are paying for party guests to take rapid coronavirus tests at the door. Nice. I love yes. this. I do like this. You got to be sure they should take all type of tests. You're going to have a big party. Be like, I want no uh, STDs. STDs. Like, boom. Test them. Rapid STD test. That's it. And then it's, gonna, like, it's like a scarlet goddamn letter. Just a big G. Gonorrhea. I know you can't go to this section of the of the party. There's like a little rope, and it's like, nope. Do you have your little pass? I'm sorry, you're gonna have to stay over here. Well, they can have a quarantined, quarantineria, gonorrhea quarantine party. Ah, that's where the gonorrhea party. Eh, The rest stop on the way out there. (laughs) The rest stop. So, Doctor Asma Rashid goes to a lot of exclusive parties in New York these days, but for a different reason. Hosts pay her to administer rapid coronavirus tests to guests at social events in the Hamptons, where the wealthy fled to seek refuge from the pandemic. And she gets to go to all these parties, too. That's a good gig. She's getting paid, getting paid. Seriously, right? Yeah. The tests have become a common feature before guests can be allowed into parties at the affluent seaside communities. I'm making weight on the lawn. That's awesome. And cost up to 500 bucks per person. Ooh. said Rashid, who runs a members-only medical concierge service. Damn. That's a great goddamn service he's got there. I'll come out to you and enjoy your party for $500 a test. Like, and how many guests would be at this party? She's like, it's like, oh, there's going to be 200 guests? Someone's getting a new Maserati tomorrow. That's it. Damn. And unlike regular tests where people are waiting for days, you don't see a doctor for that, do you? I don't think so. I think you'd be a nurse to administer that. Dude, can't we do this at like uh, different ski mountains now? Yeah. We'll start our own service. $500 a person. Jackson Hole and the New York services. You ain't anybody unless you have. You ain't been ski bum swabbed? That's why you ski swapped. You gotta get ski bump swapped. Oh, we'll charge a thousand dollars and we'll include all the STDs in that. We'll just do it for two fitted. We'll do two fitted. We'll do it for two fitted. <laughs> Unlike regular tests where guests are waiting for days or even weeks, clients get the results on the spot. It's a stark contrast to the rest of the country 
where testing delays have been rampant. Uh, you know, because, people are just going to these parties because they're like, I ain't waiting in that fucking line. I got to go to this party. Again. It's like, I can either go to the hospital and wait for three weeks or just go to this party and get my results nice and yeah. quick. Oh, I'm sick of shit. I just want to know if I have Corona. That's That could be the other <laughs> side of it. It's like, yeah, I'll have a margarita too. Oh, margarita. I mean, I got... You know. Well, I'm waiting. <laughs> you, can I wait on the bowl? Because I can't keep going. <laughs> Experts uh, say the longer turnaround has undermined the test usefulness in identifying the virus and curbing its spread, which is exactly the point I'm going to make after this next paragraph. Hampton's party guests sign a consent to release their results once they're out, Rashid says, which is usually within 10 to 30 minutes. The host then determines whether they're allowed to enter. Wow. Wow. Oh, so that's another business. Fake consent letters. Fake consent letters. So it takes fake, 10 to fake result letters. Boom. So it, it takes 10 to 30 minutes to get your results. So you go to, you go to this party, you go get tested. I'm sure there must be some sort of like purgatory bullpen where everybody's hanging out waiting well, for the results. She gets $500 for administering the test. The guest getting tested slips her $200 to give a positive result. She's making money either way. <laughs> All I'm saying is there's still that 10 to 30 minute window before they know what's going on. Right. Oh, and you got to think everybody's kind of hanging out there. Not everybody. <laughs> yeah. What if someone is testing positive for it? You go in, take your tests, come back out, hang on the bullpen. That negative person, who, the results haven't come in yet, but they are positive. You start hanging out with them. See? When you took the test five minutes before, you were negative. But once you interact with that person, you're positive. So yeah. it, making out with some chicks, you're like, I'm doing great in this place. I was doing, but that's what it says. Like there's, you know, if it takes weeks that it's been, the results have been compromised and haven't been accurate. This, if you can't do it within a minute or two, you, you're opening up that, that window of, of tampering or of. Well, then it has to be distanced hanging out on like the lawn. That would work. It has to. Yeah. And wear yeah. masks, like throw your mask on and hang out on the lawn, di- socially distance in these spots. Yeah. And get served hors d'oeuvres. Hors d'oeuvres, obviously. Some charcuterie. That's right. Full body condom as soon as you take the test. That's, That's the only way can interact with people. Seal them in. Seal them in. Individually seal them in. Yeah. Put them in the pen. Put them in the pen. Just locking people in these little glass booths. Yeah, so since uh, she administers the finger prick or nose swab in cars at various events, including sleepovers and family gatherings. Sleepovers, I guess, for kids, right? Yes. I have a disclaimer that no one test is 100%. Pandemic precautions should still be exercised. But I do love making money, and I agree, as a society and as citizens, if we have taken part in testing our guests, it's still a good thing versus a taboo, because I'm making the mad bank. If you want to pay $500 each, that's freaking a great, go right ahead. Dude, imagine if is a party of 100 people. That's 50 grand she's pulling in. Boom. Then she's bouncing from party to party on a night. Ching, ching. And you figure you do those all in like an hour, maybe two hours, and that's it. And then you leave. And if you're not there for the test, you ain't getting in. You could hang out on the lawn. That's where the lawn party goes out for the people that can't get in. And then people, everybody else hanging out in the back. Yeah, man, that's crazy. God damn, that's awesome. Yeah, I gotta. Oh. I'm forwarding this because this is pretty damn good. Yeah, right. That's yeah. a great goddamn gig if you can get it. 
Oh yeah. And the sad part is, so why can't we all get one of those? Right. That's what everybody's going to say next. Well, there's a new, I think there's, they've just released Abbott labs came out with a test that takes like a minute. It was like five bucks, like a low priced, really fast result. Test. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Hopefully well, this we'll lady that had soon. that like two months ago. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Put her out of business. Yeah, I know. She saved up for a yacht and actually can't get it. And that, boom, crushed her yacht dreams. All right. Well, that wraps up the old podcast for this week. Thank you again to Tim from Ski Rex Media for joining us. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Check us out, skibumpodcast.com. Got the shop there, skibumpodcast.com slash shop. Subscribe. Follow us on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at Podcast. Your favorite podcasting apps, rate us, subscribe. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Stay high, stay fluting. See ya.